The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey, everybody. Tonight we're going to be debating, is Russia's war on Ukraine justified? And we're going to start right now. Uh, and to get us started, we have two speakers here tonight. And uh, Jackson, from what I understand, you're going to kick us off with the affirmative. So, uh, Jackson, we are going to kick it over to you uh, to start us off. Thanks so much for being here, everybody. And uh, let's go. Uh, let's take it away. Thanks, Jackson. Yes, I put out the offer to any and all uh, individuals to come to a debate and try to conquer the argument that Russia is uh, their very base. Putin, his uh, his uh, SMO, while it's unfortunate, it is justified. And um, I'd have to say that, you know, this argument has been deliberated many, many times and uh, that's why Drew, in his last debate with my friend Haas of the Infrared Show, he kept trying to like take the conversation away from this century. But, um, anyways, I I think that it's quite clear. I mean, uh, Putin throughout his time in office, even right back to when he first took power, he made efforts to try and work with the West rather than against it. He didn't come off, um, you know, within his first days of his of his presidency having an adversarial mind to the US. He tried to join NATO. He tried to join the EU. Uh, and then, you know, after there was several coup attempts in Ukraine 2004, 2014 that were backed by the West in an effort to draw Russia into a civil war in the Donbass, uh, which we're now effectively seeing, um, Putin tried to establish peace because those who were rising up in the Donbass, the civilians there in the Donbass, they tried to say, you know, we don't we don't respect, we don't recognize this uh, government that was installed in a U.S. back coup in 2014. And uh, because they said they didn't recognize it and because they were trying to achieve autonomy, uh, the Kiev authorities that were then uh, heavily, you know, comprised of Nazi and nationalist figures, now not as much, but from 2014 to 2019, definitely were so, uh, they started to wage a campaign of violence uh, an asymmetrical warfare against those individuals that were fighting for their freedom in the Donbass. Uh, Putin tried to stop all of the warfare through the Minsk Accords, the Minsk II Accords, to no avail. And the lead up to the Russian SMO, we saw a dramatic increase of shelling. OSCE independent international monitors recognized that there was a sharp increase in shelling against the Russian-aligned Donbass uh, separatists. Uh, directly when that was taking place in the final days prior to February 24th, from February 16th to February 24th. And then Putin launched the SMO. He's done a great job of trying to limit civilian casualties while still achieving the goals of demilitarization and denazification. And it appears as though my stream may have disconnected. Let me just see here if it's still good. 
I think we might still be good. Okay, I'm going to continue. Um, and and uh, last thing I'll say here, last thing I'll say here is uh, maybe it did get us. No, we're still alive. Okay. Last thing I'll say here. Um, on many occasions, Putin has tried to establish peace with Ukraine through the uh, Israeli negotiations, the Turkish negotiations, the Chinese peace proposal, all of which has been denied and rejected by the Kiev authorities, uh, some of which was denied after trying to make some actual solid ground on those peace proposals and negotiations. The Israeli and Turkish negotiations came close to actually ending all this madness, but the UK stepped in and said no to Zelensky. He's not allowed to negotiate. And um, that's where we find ourselves now. Putin is uh, still saying that, you know, if you come to the table with something other than forcing all of our troops out of the Donbass and taking Crimea and deposing myself, Vladimir Putin, then we might be able to get somewhere. But uh, Zelensky refuses at every step. So the war continues. Great. If that's everything from you there, Jackson, uh, we're going to uh, let Drew have his opening statement there uh, in accordance to that. I just want to remind everybody in the live chat that both of our speakers are going to be linked in our description below. So if you like what you're hearing from Drew or Jackson tonight, make sure to check them out. And without further ado, over to you, Drew. I mean, listen, what we're hearing from Jackson is straight projection. The Russian propagandists like to accuse the victims of their aggression, of the very crimes that they are guilty themselves of committing. So Russia invades Ukraine in an attempt to depose the government, force a regime on the Ukrainian people. They invaded with kill lists in all the areas that they occupied. They killed civilian leaders. They kidnapped and tortured and murdered civic leaders, civic activists, the families of civic activists and leaders. It is a war of extermination and genocide. Putin is very clear about it. He talks about the war in terms of the great SARS of the past. He talks about returning lands that are primordial Russian lands. It is a war of conquest. It cannot be even more clear than it already is that this is a war of conquest. If you look at all the propagandists of the Russian regime, if you look at people like Dugin, who outright called for a genocide of the Cretan, that is his words. He said, the only solution is to kill, kill, kill Ukrainians. I'm telling this. I'm telling you to this as a professor. That was Jugan's statement. Jugan has called for a genocide of the Cretan, calling the Ukrainians a race of sewer dwellers. The Putin regime apparatchiks, they talk about this as a war of conquest. They openly support genocide. You have Russian regime propagandists who say that the only solution is to kill those with Ukrainian national consciousness. So they, they are very open about this. They say the only solution is to exterminate those who believe in the Ukrainian nation. And so no matter how many fudges that Jackson and the Russian propagandists try and introduce to the debate, oh, it's about NATO, blah, 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 blah. Putin himself tells the world every day he, he is returning to the tradition of the Tsars. He is conquering lands that used to be Russian and will always be Russian in his mindset. There is nothing that there is nothing the Ukrainians can do. He insists that they cannot be a nation. He believes that they must exist only subordinated to the Russian regime. 
So Putin believes that Ukrainians cannot exist as a nation, have never existed as a nation. He compares himself to Peter the Great. They talk about taking back their lands. It is a war of reaction. It is a war of imperial conquest. And blah, 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 NATO, blah, 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 NATO expansion, Victoria, Newland, Euromaiden, blah, 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 all the stupid lies that and propaganda smears that Jackson will try and introduce into the debate. Fundamentally, this is simply about the Ukrainians insisting on their own nationhood, their own independence as a people in the country, as an as their own culture. You know, Kiev is hundreds of years older than Moscow. Ukraine existed as a country before Russia existed as a country. Um, Ukraine has always been an entity in its own right that is not Russian. And the Russian propagandists hate that. They insist that Ukraine cannot exist. They must destroy Ukraine if it exists as its if it exists in its own independent entity. If it exists as an independent entity, it must be destroyed. And that is the that is the fundamental idea that is driving the war, the war of imperial conquest. If the Ukrainians exist, they must be destroyed. They must be returned to to a position as subordinate to the Russian Empire as slaves. And fundamentally, Jackson is arguing for the enslavement of an entire people to the whims of the Russian Imperial Empire. And that is why what he supports is genocide and brutality, torture, rape, the rape of civilians. Every day now, Ukrainian civilians are being tortured. They're being bombarded in terror raids. Just the other day, we saw footage of terrified Ukrainian schoolchildren in Kiev running as the missile raid sirens went up overhead. And so Jackson can yell about NATO expansion. He can, you know, fudge the debate with, oh, blah, 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 the Euro made on coup. But fundamentally, what he is supporting is the terrorization of those school children running for the running for the bomb shelters, as we saw the other day. Every single massacre and atrocity that we see, the Booker atrocities, the massacres of civilians, that is fundamentally what Jackson supports. And he says this is he may say that this is about protecting the Russian speakers of Ukraine, blah, 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 the people of the Donbass spontaneously rising up. And yet it is the sad irony of the so-called special military operation that it is the Russian speakers of Ukraine who have been most brutalized and tortured and destroyed and and brutalized by the Russian regime. It is the Russian-speaking cities that are being bombarded and raised to the ground, Mariupol, Bakhmut, all these cities that have been basically raised to the ground. In And Putin says, oh, well, this is about supporting the Russian speakers. And yet probably the victims, the most, probably the people who have been most victimized in Ukraine are the Russian speakers. They are the ones who have primarily dealt with the terror bombing raids, the murder, the torture. And this is what Jackson supports, everybody. This is what Jackson supports Every time that the civilians of Ukraine are tortured and hounded and bombarded, then this is what he supports. And he will talk all about, you know, Russia's, America's illegal interventions in the past, the Iraq war, Serbia, blah, blah, blah. And yet fundamentally it is Russia here that is waging a war of imperial aggression. This is Russia invading a sovereign nation, trying to depose its government, trying to destroy an independent nation and culture. Everything he accuses the United States government of doing, this is what Russia is doing right now as we speak, and he's defending it. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for uh, Drew and Jackson for your intro uh, statements there. Uh, just want to let everybody know we do have a poll in the live chat. Was Russia 
was Russia war justified in their war on Ukraine? So everybody get your votes in there. We're going to kick it into an open discussion there between Drew and Jackson. Just want to remind everybody that we're doing a Q&A at the end of this conversation. So uh, if you have any questions related to the subject uh, of on is Russia's war on Ukraine justified, Throw it in the live chat and we'll read it out uh, and you can get some more detailed insight into what our speakers are thinking on these subjects. So uh, without further ado, uh, Drew and Jackson, we're going to kick it over discussion, open discussion. Uh, we usually kick it over to the other side. So Jackson, uh, I'll let you uh, 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 kick it off for our open discussion, okay? Brilliant. Um, so, Drew, do you think that Ukraine should give their territory back to the Mongols? Stupid non not stupid non-debate. Why? Just, just bullshit. Just Why? straight up bullshit. No matter you will try as I said, Jackson is going to try and fudge with all these stupid propaganda smears and lies and turnarounds and is going to try and introduce false dichotomies and confuse everyone this is the style of russian propaganda oh what do you think about the mongols what do you think about ukraine giving land back to the mongols no the fundamental here is russia is invading a sovereign nation it's trying to depend destroy an independent country a government that was elected by the ukrainian people they are trying to destroy that and okay, Russia okay, jibber jabber, jibber never jabber. existing as an independent entity in its so, own right. Yeah, let's so you, it, it's, it's just a bunch of jibber jabber. So you made the argument that uh, Kiev was present before Moscow, but you failed to mention that Kiev was it was Kievan Rus, which was like they were the early founders of Russia. So you fail to mention that they just had a different capital. But uh, I mean, why if if that's your argument or part of your argument, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to straw man you and say that's your whole argument. But if that's part of your argument, couldn't you just as well make the argument that because the Mongols controlled Ukraine, that Ukraine should hand it back over to the Mongols? The Mongols never... The Mongols did not control Ukraine, Jackson. This is just they stupid did? history on your part. The Mongols controlled should Russia. Russia should Russia, Russia. Should Russia Let's give? Let, you're, you, you're right. They controlled Kiev and Rus, as you put it. Okay, so we're done with that point. As for Ukraine being a sovereign country, because you failed to answer that question. Uh, as for Ukraine being a sovereign country, how do you how do you how do you couple that with your argument about Poland in World War II if the sovereign government of Ukraine was deposed in a U.S.-backed coup? They illegally couped the president, Yanukovych. No, it was not an illegal coup. Yanukovych was turning his snipers on the Ukrainian people. He sent the thuggish riot police to brutalize teenagers on the Euromaidan, on the Maidan Square. Um, it was not an illegal coup by any means. Yanukovych fled the country after being after the parliament voted against him so he fled the country to russia in exile this is a thug he was before he ever took power you know he was involved in the theft of state resources in ukraine he was originally a gangster he was he he went to he served time for assaults and robberies this was a gangster he was backed by putin and when he when he lost in 2004 he tried to poison his opponent. He lost in 2004, came back, and when he came to power, he he was deposed in a popular revolution because he sent his right police thugs onto the Maidan Square to terrorise teenagers, 
terrorize teenagers and then they turn the snipers on on civilians and how many ukrainian civilians were kidnapped from the maidan square and tortured and their bodies were found later frozen in the woods tortured tortured to death by yanukovych's thugs this was no coup by any means he fled the country after losing popular support he feared what would happen to him after he turned snipers on the ukrainian people and killed innocent people and he probably didn't want to spend his life in prison and so he fled to russia his patrons and he he fled he he actually left the country without a government because he fled to well, russia well, okay we'll get to that we'll get to that we've got a lot to break down already but we'll get to that part so do you know what the uh ukrainian verkhovnaradas stated uh, requirements, their constitutional requirements are for an impeachment? I, I understand that the impeachment process was perhaps, I mean, perhaps it did not simple meet question. the constitutional simple requirements, you, but also what, the, what is the Ukrainian constitutional requirement, what, what does the Ukrainian constitution say when the president flees the country to Russia? I mean, he also abandoned his duties. He abandoned the country. He fled well, the, to Russia. Vote and so, drew, yes, drew the impeachment the... vote may not have gotten the two-thirds majority it was required, but what does the Ukrainian constitution say when the president flees the country for Russia? So, first of all, your final answer is that you need a two-thirds majority to impeach the sitting president of Ukraine? I, I, I will leave it up to you, Jackson, on that one. No, I'm just asking because that's what you just said. Well, I mean, you're going to have little small gotchas. Oh, Drew got a small fact here and here and there. Incorrect. Well, it's the not, it's not really vote. a small fundamental fact. thing here is that Yanukovych fled the country. Did he not? If it's if if that's a small fact, I don't think that's a small fact because if I'm wrong about that, then they the Verkhovna Rada would have met the constitutional requirement to impeach Yanukovych in 2014. Unfortunately for you. The, the constitution, constitution says nothing about when the president turns snipers on the people. The constitution well, says nothing. we can talk about that too, Drew. We can kills, talk about kills that Ukrainian too. Ukrainian civilians in so, in an episode of mass repression. So Yanukovych violated the Ukrainian constitution first. Uh, Drew, have the authorities in um, the United States or Australia, to be honest, I don't know Australia, but have the authorities in the United States ever faced a coup or anyone called for a coup against authorities in the united states for killing unarmed civilian protesters here there, there is no there is no coup jackson there is no coup you're going to get it you're trying to bog down the debate okay has anyone been impeached the legal minutiae of the ukrainian constitution no the fundamental is yanukovych fled the country after trying to murder civilians and when he wasn't able to murder enough civilians to remain in power he fled the country to russia and that is the fundamental here that is what started the war in Ukraine. Russia invaded straight after. And Dugan started up started up saying, we need a genocide of the Cretan. The Ukrainians are a sewer race. That, that This is what the Russian propagandists immediately started pushing. And then Gherkin went into Sloviansk with his with his people. It was okay, a Russian okay, operation. He was working on behalf of Malafiev, the, the Russian oligarch who's close to Putin. The entire okay, operation in the Donbass. There was no spontaneous revolution. This was always from the start a Russian-backed military operation. Gherkin, in fact, was talking about um, creating okay, a Transnistria-style operation God. in the Donbass years before. Okay, so, I mean, like, I want to have a conversation with you because, I, you know, if, if you can teach me something I don't know, I would be surprised about this because I feel like I've studied a lot. But if we're going to have a conversation... It can't just be me asking you a question or me saying something brief and then you going on for like five minutes about the entire history, your history of the events over the past, you know, eight years. So let's just keep it relatively simple. 
the Verkhov Narada says that to impeach a sitting president of the country, Ukraine, you have to get three quarters majority, not two thirds majority, as you said, to impeach the president. They were 10 votes short. So now you're saying, well, maybe it wasn't a legal technically impeachment, right? Uh, but, you know, this is warranted because Yanukovych had fled the country. So tell me, what day did the vote of the impeachment take place? Listen, listen, Jackson, I'm not going to be bogged down in the Euromaidan coup narrative. I'm not going to let you bog down the debate. That's into what you're this. just this talking is, about. This is fundamentally, Jackson, Jackson, this is fundamentally a question of is Russia's current terror bombing strategy in Kiev, is its, cur is its current torture, murder, bombardment of Ukrainian civilians across the country, is that justified? It has nothing to do with Euromaidan. Even if, even if in your crazy narrative you were able to prove that it was a coup, it would not justify Russia's terror campaigns against the Ukrainian citizenry, its brutal war of aggression, imperial conquest. And even if it is about the Euromaidan, even in your narrative, oh, it was the Euromaidan, blah, blah, blah. Why does that, how does that relate to Putin comparing himself to Peter the Great, talking about recovering lost Russian lands? What does that have to do with the Euromaidan? Good point. We'll get to that. So you don't know what day the uh, impeachment vote took place? Jackson, I'm not getting bogged down in what well, no you you no you brought up Drew you brought up no no listen Drew Drew, 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 Drew well, you let's, let's, uh, I'm sorry you, to cut you guys off I don't want to uh, place any mutes but uh, where we did just do kind of like a cross examination from your end Jackson uh, what we'll do just because uh, Drew did uh, kind of answer a lot of questions there and I know he got to talk for a little bit uh, we'll let Drew ask his question and then we're gonna let you speak for a little bit there okay well, Jackson okay. All right, so you can ask what, what, question What's the there, question, Drew? Because you just asked me, how does that connect to, uh, you know, Peter the Great, right? That was your question? Well, no, no, not, not Peter the Great. What I'm saying is every day now you see Putin, you see Putin comparing himself to the former Tsars, and he's talking about recovering lost Russian lands, and the Russian propagandists say that there is no such thing as a Ukrainian independent state. Ukraine has always been subordinated to Russia. Ukraine and Russia have always been one. There's no such thing as any type so of- So where's Ukraine the question? So my question is, given the Russian regime is clear about the war being about imperial conquest and clear that it is about ending the independence of Ukraine, what does that have to do with Euromaidan and your narrative of the Euromaidan in 2014? I I must have missed those points that Putin made in his uh, opening speech on February 24th, because I heard him talk about demilitarization of the NATO armament in Ukraine and denazification. And denazification. Uh, OK, let, now that Jackson I answered speak. your question, because imperial conquest was uh, never a stated goal or anything like that. Um, I just have to point out the reason why I was asking the question about the date in which the impeachment vote took place, that the impeachment vote, which fell 10 votes short, was because at, when I brought up that point, you said, well, it does, even if it was illegal, it doesn't matter because Yanukovych had already fled the country. Unfortunately for you, that's that's neither true. Uh, the impeachment vote took place on February 22nd of 2014. On February 23rd, Yanukovych was in Kharkov. So he was still in Kharkov on the day after it took place, which means he was in Ukraine once this took place and they failed to impeach him. And then on February 25th, Yanukovych, two days later after the impeachment vote, he arrived in Crimea, which at the time was also Ukraine. 
and the new government was installed on the 25th. So you said that, you know, the coup legitimate or not, you know, what, uh, what day? What day, what day was what? the Russian invasion of Ukraine in 2014? Uh, well, that's not relevant to this point I'm making right Why here. Why is that not relevant? We're because talking about the, you know, the if, legitimate process by which Ukraine changes changes government. Because, okay, what did because, Russia invade Ukraine in 2014? It was February 24 days I'll after I'll answer the your question if you let me talk. Because go on, go on, Jackson, if the sovereign on. government is being deposed in a violent Western-backed coup... And the people who are speaking out against this coup are being brutalized. They're being killed. Those participating in Maidan were killed by Georgian snipers at the behest of Ukraine to make this look worse than it That's actually insane. was. That is actually insane. It's true, though. It's true. that So if a sovereign government is toppled, the sovereignty of the country itself goes up in smoke. And I think, again, you know, you'd probably understand that argument given Poland in World War II. But... Um, so I, I just don't understand how this is now irrelevant after you made the point that, well, it was a legitimate coup. Then you changed your answer and said, well, maybe it wasn't a legitimate coup. There was coup. no coup. Jackson, there was no coup. Yanukovych for okay, the country. Okay, impeachment, whatever you want to call it. So you're saying it, it was a legitimate impeachment. Then you said, well, you know, maybe it wasn't legitimate, but, you know, it, it made sense and it was all fine because he had fled the country. So do you recognize that he didn't actually flee the country prior to this vote taking place? Despite what Russia you said. invaded Russia, Russia invaded on February 24th. There was a sniper massacre on February 20th. Clearly, clearly Russia had coordinated its assault on Crimea and its invasion of Ukraine with the sniper massacre, with the with the way events were climaxing. There was a systematic plan by Russia in place to invade Ukraine, destabilize the country. The sniper, the snipers were Russian. Yanukovych. Yanukovych was behind the sniper massacre. Um and it, this was this was already a, a country whose sovereignty was being uh, fouled and trodden over by Russia. Basically, Russia demanded that Yanukovych withdraw from the European Associate Agreement, and he was basically putting a veto on Ukrainian foreign policy. And when the protesters went out into the streets against that, then Yanukovych, under pressure by Putin because we know that Putin was in constant con we know that Putin was in constant communication with Yanukovych through the Euromaidan revolution we know that Putin was encouraging Yanukovych to brutalize the protesters he was encouraging Yanukovych always to escalate carry out violence against the protesters and Putin was the one who was encouraging Yanukovych to carry out a slaughter a massacre and when this did not work then Russia had the plan to invade Ukraine and they invaded Ukraine on February 24th, very, very, very much connected with the events on the Euromaidan. So this was always from the very start. You, you accuse the West of interfering in Ukrainian affairs and Ukrainian politics. It's Ukrainian sovereignty. Well, it was actually Russia who invaded at the start of 2014. Russia invaded because they wanted a veto on Ukrainian foreign policy. And when they weren't able to have a veto on Ukrainian foreign policy, and when they failed in pressuring Yanukovych, their their pay, when they failed in pressuring their client Yanukovych to massacre protesters, Russia just straight out invaded. And so everything you accuse the West of when it comes to the Euromaidan so-called coup, everything you accuse the West of was actually is actually right there in the actions of the Russian government, the attempt to abrogate Ukrainian sovereignty. The if you if you're talking about a coup, I mean Russia was pressuring 
the Ukrainian president to basically take out and basically carry out an auto coup in in effect carrying create a dictatorship by carrying out acts of mass violence and slaughter and so if anything it was russia that was encouraging yanukovych to carry out an auto auto coup auto coup d'etat to to seize power through the use of violence carry out a massacre of the residents of the euromaidan and when this was not possible russia straight up invaded so everything you accuse the west of doing with regards to Ukraine in 2014, the so-called foreign interference, et cetera, et cetera. Well, it was actually Russia that was guilty of all of that. So um, you want to lock. So I know that was a lot of talking, but you want to lock in your answer that Russian troops landed in Crimea prior to the impeachment taking place and prior to Yanukovych fleeing. That's your the the Russian invasion begun on February 24th. Uh so that's incorrect. It started on February 27th. No, that's incorrect. Russia, the, the little green men began infiltrating the Crimean Peninsula on February 24th. Uh, okay. Well, even if it is February 24th, you said it was February 20th a moment ago. And the no, impeachment... I said the sniper massacre took place on the 20th of February. No, you said that they went into... I was actually shocked. I had to look it up because you said that the Russians went into Crimea on the 20th. I was shocked. I was like, well, maybe no, no, I'm wrong I said about something. The sniper massacre began on the 20th and the Russians went in on the 24th. Okay. So the Russians went in on the 20th, 24th. Okay. Well, that, that lines up with what I understand to be the case. And that's actually true because the Ukrainian government had already illegally done this phony impeachment on Yanukovych and deposed him from power while he was still in the country. They did that on the 20, uh, the 22nd is when they did it. They installed an interim president on February 22nd after they failed to impeach Yanukovych. So they actually illegally deposed him from power. He was still in Kharkov and uh, he was in Kharkov on the 23rd and Crimea on the 24th. So what you're saying is that after there was an illegal uh, well, impeachment, illegal impeachment, as you put it, uh, the Russians decided to go in. Yeah, that's your point. I'm, I'm just saying, by the way, there was actually there was actually no precedent for the Ukrainian president fleeing the country and abandoning his duties. And so this was a completely unprecedented. Situation. What are you reading from? I'm not reading from anything. I, I'm, I've, I've got my sources, my books that I've been consulting with. So you are reading from something? I'm not reading something. I man, I've got sources that I consult with because I'm not an idiot so that makes up. What's your source like on you. that? I, I'm reading Timothy Snyder, many of many of his books, uh, books on the Euromaidan, etc. You got a problem? What's what's wrong, Jackson? What's wrong? You've gone silent. Make your point. My my point is Yanukovych fled the country. This when? was the this was when? the constitutionally unprecedented when? situation. He fled the country. He fled the country. He fled the country to Russia. It when? doesn't matter. It, you were trying to claim this was a false impeachment. No, what he fled day? the country. This is this is all immaterial, Jackson. It was three days after the illegal impeachment took place. He he disappeared before that. No, he was in Kharkov and he was in Crimea. 
On February, well, according to Wikipedia, on February 22nd, Yanukovych could not be found. Parliament was not informed of his whereabouts. And where was he on the 23rd, the day after the impeachment? He was in Kharkov. And then on the 25th... There were unconfirmed media reports he had flown to Kharkiv. He was in Kharkiv. Most of the ministers had disappeared, including Interior Minister Zakharachenko, who had reportedly fled to Belarus. Was a so situation he was in Kharkiv. Was... He was in Kharkiv on the twenty third, and on the twenty fifth, unconfirmed media Crimea. reports. Unconfirmed media reports at the time. So, what's your confirmation otherwise? Where was he? This, this is, this is, this is just you know bogging down the debate. Okay, yeah, we can move. We can move on. I feel like we, I feel like we hit this one. Uh, you know, we we really, we really did some numbers on this one. So, anyway, so the it's, it's the not thing... an illegal. It's not an illegal coup if Yanukovych fled the country. All right. Well, True. We, I agree with that. Before we wait, uh, so it... he just so he just made his final point on this. We're gonna move on. I'm gonna make my final point on this just to summarize. February 22nd, the illegal impeachment took place. Uh, Yanukovych was deposed, and there was an interim president installed. The next day, Yanukovych arrived in Kharkov. On the 25th, three days later, Yanukovych was in Crimea, and that's when uh, the the Russian troops began to appear after he was illegally deposed. And once he was still in Ukraine. So glad we got that out of the air. And Drew can have his differences. So, Drew, uh, what's your next point? All right. Well, before we kick well, it back well, over to you, Drew, there, uh, uh, yes, I'm just going to remind everybody that we are doing a Q&A at the end of uh, our uh, debate here. So if you have questions for Drew or Jackson, I see you guys have quite a lot to say in there. So uh, turn it into a super chat and we'll read it at the end of the show. Uh, with that point uh, that Jackson just expressed there, we're going to kick it back over to Drew and let our open conversation continue going. Uh, and thanks again, Drew and Jackson, for being here to have this discussion. So back over to you, Drew. So my point is, even even in your narrative of the Euromaidan clue, blah, 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 how does that justify the Russian invasion in 2022, the attempt to depose an elected government, the attempt to destroy Ukrainian nationhood, the bombardment of Ukrainian cities, the terror that Ukrainians have suffered over the past year? How does that justify all the brutality that has taken place? You've got your lies and your propaganda narrative about the Euromaidan in 2014. And apparently in your worldview, the Ukrainian government ceases to... Apparently in your worldview, Ukraine ceases to have sovereignty in 2014 because of your so-called narrative of the coup. Even though Russia was encouraging Yanukovych to carry out an auto-coup, basically slaughtering Ukrainian civilians so as to prop up his regime, Russia was, Russia was encouraging Yanukovych to carry out an auto coup by slaughtering protesters when this didn't work, when he couldn't kill enough protesters to institute to keep himself in power, he fled to Russia. And Russia, Russia had these plans in place already. It's very obvious because they invaded within days of the sniper massacre. They begun illegally annexing Crimea. There was no there was no justification for this. This is the illegal annexation of another sovereign nation's land. Um, and I don't understand how in any way this can justify the murder, the atrocities that we have seen. We see Wagner, for example. Wagner. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Wagner okay. Let, let's take it ex, one at a time. Let me, let me say, I'm still going. I'm still going, Jackson. There are ex Wagner okay. fighters, how long are we ex Wagner go? fighters who have on video, they are saying, seconds, bud. They, they are saying, Prigazin ordered us to slaughter Ukrainian civilians. We went into cellars and we slaughtered Ukrainian civilians. They they talk about slaughtering five and six year olds. So how can you justify this, Jackson? How can you justify the murder, the terror, the oppression? 
I'm sure those interviews were a hundred percent real. Um, so anyways, you're, yes, I'm, I'm sure. So, uh, your question is how does Maidan relate to all of this? How does the coup relate to all of this or illegal impeachment as you put it? Um, the way it relates to everything that's happening now is because when that illegal impeachment took place, you had people in the Donbass and people even in Odessa who were trying to speak out and essentially declare their autonomy. People in Donetsk and Lugansk and Crimea all did that. Crimea was the only region that was formerly incorporated into the Russian Federation at that time. Uh, but Donetsk and Lugansk also took votes in which the overwhelming majority, I think it was like 85 to 97 percent, depending on the republic and the region of the republic, they voted to join uh, or to become independent people's republics. Crimea voted with an 86 percent voter turnout. Ninety seven percent of the people voted to join the Russian Federation. After this took place, the Kiev authorities that were installed in this, as you put it, illegal impeachment began to wage a campaign of asymmetrical warfare against those civilians in the Donbass. 15,000 people were killed uh, in the fighting, and Putin tried on multiple occasions to establish peace accords, the Minsk Accords, the Minsk II Accords, which were rejected. We now know they, they were not implemented by way of Western pressure. Uh, Angela Merkel, former chancellor of Germany at the time, admitted it as such just about three months ago. And... Um, then that that's what happened in the lead up to the Russian invasion. We saw a dramatic increase in Ukrainian shelling of the Donbass civilians. And uh, that's what prompted the uh, the spark to try and protect the people in the Donbass. Putin wanted to protect the people in the Donbass, formally incorporate those regions to to save the people there and uh, denazify and denatify Ukraine overall. Denazify. OK, well, Regarding your narrative of the spontaneous uprising of the peoples of the Donbass, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, how do you square that with the reality, which is Igor Gherkin, Strokov, he himself says, after all, I pressed the launching trigger of war. If our squad did not cross the border, at the end, all would have been finished, as in Kharkiv or Odessa, because Russia tried to ferment rebellions in Kharkiv and Odessa, and they failed. And so Gherkin infiltrated with 50 men, they went to Sloviansk, and he says himself, practically the flywheel of war, which lasts until now, was launched by our squad, and I bear a personal responsibility for what is happening there. That is Igor Gherkin himself, and Igor Gherkin, a colonel in Russian military intelligence, he was employed by Malafiev, the Russian oligarch close to Putin, known as the Orthodox oligarch, Malafiev. Quote, These, this, is my own, this is my own research. Quote Malafiev, Ukraine is part of Russia. I can't consider the Ukrainian people as non-Russian. So Malafiev, working for Putin, infiltrates a squad of Russian militants into the Donbass. And just knowing Gherkin's history as well, Gherkin was someone who was present in Bosnia, fighting near Visegrad. Visegrad is where the Serbians carried out rape camps. This is where the Serbians carried out like incredible atrocities, genocidal atrocities. They would lock hundreds of civilians in homes and burn them alive, incinerate them alive. They carried out rape camps. Gherkin was there. Gherkin was there at Visegrad fighting with the Serbs as a paramilitary operative. He then was at, he was then in Chechnya. In Chechnya, he himself was responsible for numerous forced disappearances, murder of innocent people. 
he this is a this is an absolute brutal militant someone who believes in basically the Russian imperial idea. He believes in going back to the Tsar. He was working for Malafiev, who, again, he he believes in a Tsar of Russia. He, he is, Malafiev is the one behind the double-headed eagle society where they promote, um, you know, going back to a Tsar, et cetera, et cetera. This is the sort of ecosystem of fascists who were behind this. Jugan was carrying out, Jugan was basically saying we need a genocide of the Ukrainian Cretan. We need a genocide of the sewer dweller Ukrainians. This is what Gherkin, this is what, Jugan was saying at the time, and Gherkin and and Jugan was employed by Malafiev as a propagandist. He was employed by Malafiev on Malafiev's TV stations, and so there was an ecosystem of Russian fascists working on behalf of Putin, and they were talking very openly about resurrecting the imperial idea, going back to imperial Russia, and Gherkin, someone who was know. present in Chechnya, disappearing citizens, present carrying out war crimes in Bosnia, Gherkin himself, he infiltrates Sloviansk. And he carries out the. He, he's the one who starts the war. He he himself says that he says we were the ones who started the war. So how do you respond to that when you say, "Oh, it was a spontaneous demonstration. It was a spontaneous uprising." Uh, because ninety-seven percent of the people voted to become independent there. So and that's how do completely you... fake. No one believes in the fucking fake referendums. So I provide a substantial counter to your rap. There's gods. no substantial counter. You're just. These are fake referenda. People, the Russian troops so would go around and give people the ballot box. Do you really think they could vote against it? All right. So before we kick it back over to Jackson uh, uh, with his objections to your statement there, uh, I'm just going to remind everybody that we did have a poll in our live chat here at Modern Day Debate. So uh, if everybody wants to go in there and do a vote on the discussion that we're having here, uh, we are going to be doing our Q&A at the end here. I'm not seeing a whole lot of Q&A in there right yet in our modern day debate chat. So if you have a question for either of our speakers, definitely get it into our live chat so we can keep our conversation going and uh, maybe address some of the points that you might feel like uh, our speakers may not have gotten to. So uh, without further ado, we'll get it back over to you, Jackson, uh, in your objection to uh, Drew's statement there. Um, you asked, well, how do you think they could have voted against that? Hundreds of thousands of people did vote against it. No, you're, you're claiming that it's 97%. But there, do you know how many people voted? My God, man. Like the Donbass has been depopulated after years of war. You've even got, you know, the military figures of the Donbass saying there are no men between the ages of 15 no, and 15. No, 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 no. So I'm you're talking claiming about the, I'm tens talking... of millions of people voted in the Donbass and it was 98% for Russia. No, no, Drew, you're a misunderstanding, I guess, then. I'm talking about the 2014 referendum when this was all happening. There, there was no there was no possibility for a free and fair vote when Russian Why did hundreds of thousands vote? of people why did hundreds of thousands of people vote against it becoming independent? There, there was there was no possibility for a free and fair vote on the status of Crimea when it was occupied by the Russian forces. And do you know? So No, 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 Gherkin, I'm talking about Donetsk and Lugansk. I've got a very interesting let, let me let me tell you this is the backdrop this True. is the backdrop, right? To the Donetsk referendum. And Lugansk. I, I, I will school you a little bit. Jackson, I'll, I'll school you a little bit. So, do you know the name? I, I, I want to ask you this. I, I want to ask you this. Do you know the name Skripnik? So, how come that, how come you, do you know Skripnik? Your, do you know Skripnik? Listen, how come do you, you know get Skripnik? To ask and your do questions? you know, Drew, I'm going to mute you. Do you know the name Do you know the name Reset Amatov, Jackson? Why do you get to ask your questions? But when I ask you a simple question, Directly this, is, this is directly related to your point about the so-called. And I don't interrupt you either. I don't interrupt okay, you Jackson, either. Jackson, Jackson. So this is I asked you a simple. 
I asked you a simple question about the referendum of the independence of the regions that are now at the center of this war. And you said it was bogus. I said, why is it bogus? Because it's no I will no explain change. it to you why it's bogus. Well, I will on. explain it to let's, you why it's bogus. Let's, let me, all right. Let me let's, let's, all right. Let's, let's play fair then. Uh, Jackson has this question for you there. Uh, Drew, let's give you a minute to answer that. And then Drew, we'll let you ask your okay. question to Jackson okay. and we'll get as deep as we can with that. In, in your response, in response to your claim that this was a fair referendum, I would like to ask you, do you know the name, Jackson, Reset Amatov? Uh, my question was not answered. Do you know the name Reset Amatov? Just yes or no? The moderator just asked yeah. you to answer my question Let's... about the hundreds of thousands that voted against well, it. But I'm I'm answering it by asking you about Reset, Reset Amatov. You can't answer that. Okay, I will tell can, you about it. Can you it. tell our audience, Reset Amatov about... Was a... Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Reset Amatov was a Crimean Tatar on the day that when, when Crimea was annexed, when the little green men began showing up outside the Crimean parliament, Reset Amatov went and he carried out a lone protest as one individual, a silent protest against the annexation. Do you know what happened? Gherkin's Lieutenant Skripnik, he carried out a broad, in, a kidnapping in public, in public, a public kidnapping. Where is this? In, in broad daylight. I've got the video and I can actually no, show no, no, you the no. video. I'm saying what region? This was in Crimea. So, so not I'm, where we're I'm just showing you right the background now. of terror. I'm saying that this is the background of terror that that occurred with re reference to your bogus referendums. Reset Amatov was abducted or daylight by Skripnik's men, who was in turn, you know, someone who works very closely with Gherkin. All of them Russian military Amatov, Russian military intelligence. Amatov was found a few weeks later. His eyes gouged out, tortured to death. Now this was a this was a Crimean Tatar, a man with a family a man who carried out a lone protest in Crimea and he was tortured to death by Russian military in intelligence. You can actually see the video of him being pushed off the square, abducted in broad daylight by the Russian men. So this is the seconds. background of terror. I'm just explaining to you the background of terror that occurred in Crimea and the occupied areas of the Donbass. This is what was happening in the background when Russia was carrying out its fake referendum. So how the hell can we believe that these were real referendums and it really expresses the will of the people? How many people as well were fleeing the fleeing the violence and not able to vote? All right, let's get back I could, to Jackson. I, okay, well, I could just as easily say, well, look at the massacre of the dozens of individuals in the Odessa massacre where you saw Ukrainian nationalists and government figures present and the fire, uh, it, well, in the it was, they were throwing Molotov cocktails into the Odessa Trade Union House when people were simply peacefully protesting with a stand and tables outside of the Odessa Trade Union House. Nationalists came in, forced them into the Trade Union House and burned like 50 or 60 of them alive. Those who didn't burn alive jumped from the third floor of the building and died in doing so. So I could bring up that point, but to be honest, it doesn't have, I mean, it has something to do with it, but it doesn't have a whole lot to do directly with the events in Lugansk and Donetsk, which I was just talking about. And I asked you a question, why were the events in Donetsk and Lugansk illegitimate if hundreds of thousands of people voted against the independent uh, nature of the referendum? And in addition to that, uh, contrary to the events in, uh, in in Crimea, there was no Russian troops present in Donetsk or Lugansk. No, no Russian troops present. This this was an invasion from the very get-go. You can actually, I, I gave you Gherkin's quote where he said, 
if it wasn't for us and if, if it wasn't for us infiltrating into Ukraine across the Russian border, there would be no war. That was Gherkin's quote himself. And I also gave you an example of a Ukrainian citizen who was tortured to death. He was found with his eyes gouged out. In Crimea. Was, yes, in Crimea, simply for holding a sign outside the Crimean parliament. You don't contest that happened. This is an example of the terror campaign that the Russian occupation authorities waged I, across all the occupied regions. And so given okay. this terror campaign happened, there's no way we can say this is a fair and free vote. So so by that logic, then it's definitely not a fair and free vote that's because 60 people were massacred in the Odessa Trade Union House. So you get what you're saying, right? You say just because one individual was allegedly killed in this brutal torture method, uh, which, you know, I, I can't say I'm there familiar were with that. There many people kidnapped across no, Crimea. just let me finish. Were... I, I didn't, come on, yeah. let me finish. You claim that this one individual, this, uh, you know, Crimean Tartar was brutally tortured. If that happened, I'd have to say that's disgusting. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you also are making this argument while refusing to acknowledge the argument of the repression of the people in Donetsk and Lugansk, the violent massacres of people in Odessa, uh, it's like this doesn't exist and this one Crimean Tartar massacre they, they, exists in some they, sort of a vacuum for you. There, there was no repression of the people of Luhansk and Donetsk. Really? Why? Yes, okay, so why really. did 97% of them, like I asked you earlier, vote to become independent? Answer, the vote was fake. Simple. Why? What's your proof it was fake? Because I've given you examples of Russian terror campaigns against the citizens of occupied areas. So you gave me an example in Crimea. Which and, and, votes, and also, votes in Russia are themselves not free and fair. So why would I trust anything that Russia says when it comes to fake referendums in elections? Well, Russia didn't host the referendums in Donetsk and Lugansk. It was Donetsk and Lugansk independent authorities who did that. There was no had... independent authorities. I gave you the example of Gherkin infiltrating on behalf of Melafiv, who in turn was working for, for Putin. And there are actually wiretaps, wiretaps, showing direct communication between Gherkin, Malafiv, Malafiv. I'm, I'm just going to tell you, the millions of people who voted in this referendum in 2014 in Donetsk and Lugansk to become independent re people's republics, they probably have no idea who you're talking about, okay? They voted to become independent people's republics. Gherkin, Gherkin was the military, the, the head of the, the defense ministry of the ministry of the fake republic. Okay, so how many people do you think could name the uh, the defense secretary of the United States of America that live in the United States? Man, don't play dumb, Jackson. Everybody knows who Gherkin Strelkov is. Do you know who the defense secretary? Do you know who the defense secretary of the United States is? This is just this is stupid semantics. No, it's a good it's a good. You point. can pretend that Gherkin doesn't exist because Gherkin doesn't suit your narrative because this is a clear case of someone who was infiltrating the Donbass on behalf of Putin. It is a clear example of the Russian military and Russian military intelligence example. Who, who's the defense secretary in the of the United States? This is stupid, Lloyd Austin. Okay, good job, good job. I don't know if you read that in your chat, but you couldn't answer the question to begin with. So it's uh, stupid, Jackson. Jackson, this is dumb. Everybody knows this is. You're trying to pretend you nobody know. knows. I asked you the question. You didn't know when Gherkin actually was the one who was. This is a clear example. You didn't of know Russia the question. You had to look in your chat invasion. or something. I, you didn't know the question to begin with. Um, Lloyd Austin. I don't know if Lloyd Austin. I know him because he like goes. That. So you're saying that each and every of the millions of individuals that voted to become independent were somehow co-opted or privately pressured by uh, this this defense minister. Jackson, Jackson, 
to vote. In 1991. Let's let Jackson post his question and then we'll kick it over to you, Andrew. It's just laughable. It's laughable to assume that millions of people within a span of like weeks were privately pressured to join the uh, the movement for an independent people's republics when you also had hundreds of thousands vote against the measure. That is true. You can It's on Wikipedia, which I'm sure is one of your favorite sources. You had hundreds of thousands of people who voted against becoming independent people's republics. Um, now, the most interesting point of all is that even Russia, they said that they respected the outcome of the referendum, but they would not actually recognize the regions as independent people's republics back in 2014. They waited until 2022 after eight years of violence when 15,000 people had died in the fighting uh, to actually recognize them because of the geopolitically sensitive nature of doing so. So uh, your earlier question was, you know, how does Maidan, how does all this stuff relate? Well, you had Maidan, you had a coup, you had people try to rise up when they rose up. You had 15,000 people slaughtered, and that wasn't going to be ending anytime soon because the West failed to make good on their promises of the Minsk Accords, which were peace proposals that would have brought an end to all of this before the war even began. And Angela Merkel admitted it as such. With regards to the Minsk Accords, Minsk was a sham. It was basically designed to achieve what Russia wanted in the first place, which was the dismemberment of Ukraine. Because if, if Minsk had been carried out, it would have basically bastardized and destroyed the Ukrainian constitutional order because it basically would have allowed each region to have a veto on and conduct its own foreign policy. This is obviously, you, you can't have a country and basically have no central authority. This would have basically dismembered Ukraine. And so it, it's fake in that sense. But also there is there is no way, Jackson, that you can actually independently verify the results of the so-called 2014 referendum in the Donbass. There is just absolutely no evidence whatsoever. We can't, you can say all you like that millions of people voted. There is no evidence for that. There's no independent verification of the voting results. Russia, Russia routinely carries out sham elections inside Russia itself. Why would I trust anything that they've done? That they've done? It wasn't independent authorities. I gave you the example of Gherkin, who infiltrated the Donbass. He's the one who started the war in the Donbass. Everybody knows it. He himself says it. And he was working on behalf of Russian military intelligence at the time. He was working for the oligarch Malafiev. And Malafiev was constantly in communication with Putin. And there are wiretaps showing Gherkin speaking to Malafiev all the time. And they were coordinating things very closely. This was fake from the get-go. This was fake from the get-go. And it was Russian military intelligence that was behind the annexation of Crimea. It was it was in Russian government invasion of the Crimea. Look at what happened when Gherkin, when Gherkin infiltrated Slovyansk with just 50 men. They couldn't hold the city. They abandoned the city. And there were other there were other Russian separatists who were calling for Gherkin's head for abandoning the city because they couldn't hold it. So they couldn't hold the city. And that's when the Russians, that's when the Russian invasion of the Donbass began because the these these infiltration squads couldn't couldn't fight the Ukrainian military on their own. And so very soon it became a full-on, full-on warfare where Rus Russian military was intimately involved in the Donbass. The Russian military was part of it, part well, of the war from the So from the I just want to bring okay, yeah, you've talked long enough. I want to bring up a point because you keep saying, I mean, you can make one argument here, but you you're making a false argument. You're making the argument that like uh, that this guy was the was in some way, shape or form representing Russia's military, but he was not the Russian minister of defense. He was not a Russian military commander. 
He was the minister of defense of an independent people's republic that hadn't even been established yet, meaning he was one of the Donbass civilians by default that was Donbass fighting. civilians. Are you fucking kidding? Gherkin's let me a Donbass my point. civilian. I, bro, I let you talk for so long. This is a very, very rude it's, uh, it's presentation. It's funny, though. It's fucking funny. So, well, yeah, you claim that uh, you claim Gherkin's that this... a Donbass civilian. Holy hey, fuck. Let me talk. Let me talk. Let's um, let Jackson speak. We'll give you a minute there, uh, Jackson, to... Uh... Yeah, well, he there. keeps claiming that like this is some like Russian representative or someone who's infiltrated from the Russian government or something to that effect. Uh, yeah, you can call him a Russian nationalist. Yeah, you can call him a, um, a self-described freedom fighter. You can call him a minister of defense of a region that hadn't even formally recognized itself yet. Uh, but I mean... He was not a representative of the Russian military. There are there is some, you know, there are some kernels of truth that Russia did provide some, uh, you know, heavy artillery to the Donbass militias between later on, like, you know, like six years after the, the fighting broke out. But he himself was not a representative of the Russian military. He was a he was a just like a Russian nationalist who went to fight abroad and he did not represent in any way, shape or form the Russian government, the Russian military. And he in That's no way, lie. shape or form was a part of the Russian military command structure with the Ministry of Defense. He, he was working for Russian military intelligence. He was a colonel in the Russian when? military intelligence. Gherkin has a long history. He, he himself when? admitted. What work. year? He was with the Russian military intelligence for 20 plus years. And what year? Putin himself says... What Putin year? himself says there is no such thing as a retired military intelligence officer. What in year? Russia. What year? I, I just gave you. I just. I just told you. What Jackson. year? Putin he himself says in... there's no such thing okay. as a retired Russian giving... military operative. You're there, not he, giving he, the year. Says because... There's no such thing as a retired intelligence operative in Russia. And you... and Gherkin was part of Russian intelligence for decades. So you're not giving the year because he hadn't been a part of the S FSB since 2003. That's why you're not giving me the year. Oh, right that, now. that is such a no. That's fake. That's fake. So you just had someone in your chat tell you Gherkin wasn't part of it since 2003. That's that's fucking fake. Putin himself said, "Quote Putin, quote, there is no such thing as a retired intelligence officer in Russia." That's Putin's quote. There's no except, such thing except as for retired. the fact that he did retire in 2003. But Putin himself says there's no such thing as a retired officer because, for all intents, for example, when Putin came to power, when Putin came to power, he had officially retired from the. KGB, etc. He hadn't he, but you go back through the records. He never actually even there's no record of his official retirement. If you go back through the records, he was still a Russian. He was still working for intelligence when he was working for the mayor of Saint Petersburg. Putin was part of the intelligence apparatus, you know, right up until he became president. As he himself says, there's no such thing as retired intelligence operative in okay, Russia. Okay, but you're claiming that he's a representative of the Ministry of Defense, which is different than just saying like XKGB. Putin didn't say there's no such thing as retired minister ministers of defense. He said there's no such thing as if you're going to take that line of argument, which no, I would ministers argue of defense. on. Wait, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Are you talking you about the claimed that of he's defense? part of the Ministry of Defense of the of the? Yes, he was uh, recalled to Russia. He was recalled to Russia after the shoot down of MH17, because he actually posted on the day that MH17 was shot down, he posted, we told you not to fly in our sky. And then a, and then because of the fucking catastrophe of the shoot down of MH17, he was recalled to Russia. 
So he was he was a Russian nationalist that went rogue as a factionalist. Rogue, rogue. Hold on there, no, Drew. no, 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 no. And there were wiretaps. Drew, I, I was going to say, I'm so sorry. We do love the enthusiasm there, but uh, uh, you know, this has been a great conversation. But we do have to try to uh, mitigate how much we're cutting off each other. So we're going to let okay. Jackson continue on uh, before we forget what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So, um, so this is a, you know, I, I actually personally wish Putin would have intervened officially much earlier than he did. I think they waited way too long, but, uh, to launch this special military operation into the former Ukraine, they waited way too long. And even into Putin, the former right, Ukraine. Okay. Can we, can we stop with the, they just ask you not to interrupt. It's insane so, what you're saying, man. You're, you're saying, I wish the invasion and torture and rape of civilians had occurred earlier. Let's let's give. All right, we're gonna give Jackson one minute there. Go so on, sorry, Jackson. Drew. <laughs> we're gonna give him one go minute on with to wrap up his, uh, his uh, point there. Uh, but once again, we do love the enthusiasm, everybody. Uh, it's, it, it's just that we do have to try to mitigate the interruptions here. So back over to you, Jackson. If you spent half as much time in a gym that you spend blabbering on mm -hmm. in this debate, you may have actually lost some weight by now. So. So funny, Jackson. This so is funny. a rogue fucking Russian mail order. This is a yeah. You're on mute. How's that, bitch? You've got a Russian so, mail order bride, and you think because you've got a Russian mail order bride that you're some kind of special. I'm sorry, Drew. If you if you take yourself off mute again, I'm going to have to prevent you from being able to do that. We have to be able to have the back and forth. So if, if you interrupt again, I'm, I'm going to have to make it so that we can't take ourselves off mute. And I don't want to do that to either of you guys. You seem like you're really polite and you're really both passionate about what you're talking about. But we do have to try to make sure that we're getting the back and forth so everybody's hearing both sides of the discussion. So um, we'll let Jackson speak here for one minute and we'll kick it back to you. And uh, we'll try to keep that going as... Uh, as a back and forth cross-examination type dialogue uh, where you guys have a lot to unpack there, okay? So back over to you, Jackson, and then we'll kick it back to Drew. Yeah, what I was saying was I wish Putin did this earlier because when you have uh, the complete sovereignty of a country being uh, swept away from under its feet and you had, excuse me, you had dozens of individuals being murdered, massacred all across the country uh, in Novorossiya, and you also have what then became a bloody uh, war that lasted eight years. Yeah, I mean, Putin, 15,000 people died. Putin should have done this earlier. You got to unmute yourself. All right, we'll get you off mute there. Putin should have invaded, raped, tortured, killed Ukrainian civilians earlier and wiped out the sovereignty of ukraine destroyed the ukrainian nation destroyed the independence of the ukrainian nation should have happened sooner in your view well there's certain things we can't debate the veracity of on youtube when you talk about certain subjects so i'm gonna leave all the, the atrocities i i've, I've, so I've i'm seen gonna I'm, so given, they're, given they're the real? Fact, no i'll i'll say this i'll say this uh, given the fact that there was a high level Ukrainian uh, uh, official minister who was fired by the Zelensky government over her claims of a certain town that starts with the letter B and with the letter A. That's a fucking or... lie. That's a fucking lie. Straight she was. Fucking lie. She was. Straight fucking lies. What was Straight she fired for? You're trying to deny the Booker massacre. I've no, talked to people who were in Booker. I've talked to people who were in Booker. I'm not trying to deny it. I'm. I'm not trying to deny anything. She made very specific claims about something very specific that happened. And she told that all to the press and she was fired for that. I can't get into the details of that on YouTube or else my account's going to get yanked. 
But uh, there's a very specific part of that story that she led with in the press. And the press actually responded. They wrote a joint letter to her saying, you know, we get that this is war, blah, blah, blah. But let's try to keep things factual. And she was fired thereafter. So anyways, yes, I I do. I talked to an Australian cameraman who was in Booker. He saw the fucking massacre. He saw. Yeah, I would never deny it. I would never deny it. I would never deny it. So, um, but you're claiming that it was Ukraine, which is just fucking insane. You're trying to pretend that Ukraine slaughtered its own citizens. This no, is not I, true. I, this is fucking lie. I'm, I, this well, is an area I, that was controlled by the Russians. I'm definitely, I definitely am not denying Busha. I would never do that. Anyone who denies Busha should have their entire YouTube channel permanently taken away and their livelihood stripped away. But we can the talk about oh, blah blah blah. No yeah, one fucking we can, cares. Jackson. We can talk about the fifteen thousand people that were killed in the Donbass because. Uh, the the majority of those were civilians, and I don't think you'd argue with me on that. The Every single day, Russia is launching missile strikes on Kiev. Every single day, Russia is torturing Ukrainian civilians in occupied areas. There are torture chambers. They've found torture chambers for kids. They've, they've, we've had testimony of kids being raped by Russian forces. We've had testimony of women being raped by Russian forces, raped in cellars, raped in dens. We've had testimony of brutal atrocities. We saw Booker. We saw all the massacres that have taken place. What do you want me every, to say? That the, every single place, every single place where the Russians are expelled, we find mass graves where the local civic leaders were basically exterminated. This is a genocide because they're tar- it, it's very similar to, say, like the Katyn massacre where they target all the intelligentsia, the cultural figures, the activists. They try and basically exterminate the leadership of the nation because they want to destroy yeah. Ukraine as a nation. So every single time you go, Donbass, 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 oh, blah, 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 you're, you're a maiden. I'm surprised you haven't gone Victoria Nuland yet, blah, 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 blah. You can't actually justify the massacre of the Ukrainian civilians. You can't justify, even when Putin himself and all the top Russian propagandists and Malafiev, for example, Malafiev, the guy who paid, who who employed Gherkin, Malafiev, the guy who put Gherkin into Slovyansk and begun the war in the Donbass, Malafiev himself, Malafiev himself says, there's no such thing as the Ukrainian nation. The Ukrainian nation cannot exist. So you can't justify a war of extermination and a war of imperial conquest on its own ground. So all you can do is trim around the edges and go, oh, blah, blah, blah. Um, what was the exact date the impeachment took place? Blah, 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 blah. And and try and, you know, not try and destroy the debate by, by bogging us down in small factual constitutional details and minutiae of 2014. You can't justify the massacres that are taking place right now in this very, in this very second, in this right now in Jeez. Ukraine. Civilians are being terrorized every day by Russia. You can't, you can't justify that. And so you can only go to, and take the b- debate back to 2014 constantly. That's all you can do because you can't justify the war right now as it is taking place and the tactics carried out by the Russians, which which are trying to make it a war of extermination. I didn't know they had CNN down in Australia. And by the way, your your characterization of the Russian SMO and their uh, their military the SMO, operations. The SMO. Call it a war, Jackson. Call it a war. You can't say that in Jackson. Well, I'll call, you can say let, that okay. in Russia because in interruptions, Russia. It's just interruption after interruption. But if you were in Russia, you can't call it a war, can you? Interruption after interruption. You okay, went on okay. Solovyov, Solovyov, who calls for nuclear strikes on America. How do you fucking live with yourself as a traitor to your own country? For fuck, for fuck what? Let's, a Russian mail-order bride. Do you share her with the oligarchs? Let's kick it over to Jack. Is she just yours or do you share her with the oligarchs? 
Let's let him answer that. Drew, you're question. very lucky. You're very lucky that you reside in Australia, nowhere within a several thousand mile radius of me, because it wouldn't be good if you did. I've uh, said in the past, stop we're, with the we're willing to do the boxing match, but you don't want to, I'll mute to mess you. up let's, your beautiful curls. Blah blah blah. Let's let. I'll mute you. Let's let Jackson finish up his point. Or James, or uh, I forget your name. Sorry, you, the moderator should mute. <laughs> That's all, Mr. Right. Pavlow. Um, so. So the point was you're making that this is some campaign of extermination. Again, and that's it all, what it is. It, all right, Drew, sorry. We're going to have to mute you if you keep interrupting. So let's let Jackson speak without interruption for his point here, please. It almost sounds like what you're describing is exactly what the Australian military did in Iraq. Uh, but, you know, this, this, uh, I don't even, support Australian war crimes. You I'm sorry, Drew. Let's keep going, Jackson. Thank you for muting. So uh, even people like Colonel Douglas McGregor, who in no way is like a Russian toady, this guy was the uh, senior advisor to Donald Trump's Pentagon, Donald Trump, who gave a lot of arms and a lot of money to Ukraine and claimed Zelensky is a close friend of his and someone he respects dearly. Uh, even Colonel Douglas McGregor says that the operations of Russia in Ukraine have actually been significant in terms of military history due to the fact that there's been a huge effort and a successful effort by the Russians to minimize civilian casualties. Now, I we know- We have fucking eyes, Jackson. We can see the war crimes every day. They're fucking shooting people every day. We see the yes. bodies. We see, yes. we see the no. missile strikes on civilian infrastructure. You're We've right. got eyes. All right, let's- You're right. Let's look. Let me let me just finish my point, then you can, you can you know, soy out again. So uh, you're right. They're they're shooting every day. The Ukrainian air defenses are shooting their own apartment buildings every single day. You're right about that. So um, shooting their own wasn't done, Drew. Not not done. So it may surprise you, but there's been far less civilians killed over the past year of what you're describing as the most intense extermination effort since you know Hitler in World War II than the amount of civilians who died over the fighting in the Donbass, the asymmetrical warfare led by Nazi banderites and the Ukrainian military before these Fucking regions insane. were incorporated into the Russian Federation. Less, far less civilians seconds. killed over the past year than we saw in the Donbass. Just in Mariupol, there were 50, 60, 70,000 dead. We don't know the full numbers. We don't know the full numbers. But we can see from satellite imagery the mass graves. Let's, we let's can see the mass graves. Fifteen more seconds. We can here. see the mass graves. So, so you just you just lie constantly. Oh, you know this is this is the most humanitarian war in human history. We've got video evidence of you know Wagner Wagner fighters going. We were told by Prigozhin to shoot children in cellars, shoot, exterminate people in cellars. Wipe they they wiped out full cellars of people. You know what about even just in Mariupol? They they. They had hundreds of civilians hunkering down in the drama theater and they wrote in Russian outside children Five on seconds. the ground and the Russian part still bombed it to the ground. Hundreds were killed. Hundreds were killed. Massacres every single day. And you try and say, oh, this is a humanitarian war. How dare you? It's fucking sick. Fucking sick. We all have eyes. We all have eyes. We can see the Russian war crimes. I went to Ukraine. I met people who were going, who were coming from places like Mariupol. I met families who were coming from places like Mariupol. They had fucking thousand yard stairs. They had lost everything. And you laugh it's, and you laugh and you laugh and you try and monetize the invasion. You monetize the invasion, monetize the invasion with like fucking Zemo. And you've got a Russian mail order bride that you share with oligarchs. It's fucking sick. You you believe in nothing, Jackson. You believe in nothing. It's just okay, you, you defend massacres. 
You just send okay. you, you defend massacres for fucking money. So we are where we are at this point in the conversation. What we will do to try to get us uh, back full circle here uh, and back to the substance of our conversation. Uh, we're going to put uh, put our speakers into a two-minute closing, and then we're going to go into our Q&A, and that's going to probably spur on a little bit more discussion as we go through there. Uh, so everybody who's watching right now, if you're in the modern-day debate uh, live chat, you can put in a question for either of our speakers, and we will continue the conversation going uh, from there. Uh, so we'll kick it over. Um, who would like to do that? Yeah, I'll ask because you know, we don't always do a traditional format here. Who would like to do their two-minute closing first? Um, I'll All let right. Fatty go. All right, let's not. Try, no, no, let's Jackson, try not you to, go ahead. Let's Please, try not Russian mail order bride, you go ahead. You go ladies ahead first. first. And, and let's ladies try not first. to. No, 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 no. You any... go ahead. The Russian mail order bride, men, you must go hold first. On. All right, the all man right. started first. I'll let ladies go first. All right, hold please, on. please, I'm Jackson, gonna, please. I'm going. The, the I... cock who shares his girlfriend with Russian oligarchs. Please go first. All right, so to both of you, both of you, I'm going to mute. I'm going to mute the two of you. Yeah. I'm going to meet the two please. of you. If you I know can. you're sad every day. That All right. So I'm going to ask the two of you to stop because uh, right now, if we just get into mudslinging, we're not going to get any substance. Uh, when we boot this over to our uh, podcast, all we're going to have is a bunch of mudslinging uh, and you guys calling each other a bunch of names. That's not really useful. So I'm going to ask you guys to both be polite. Uh, we're going to move into two minute closings and we're going to stick to the substance of our conversation. So, uh, uh, yeah, looking at our conversation, we'll follow the traditional format. So we don't get into this discussion again of trying to find an amicable way to find out who's going to close. Jackson, traditional, uh, we're going to let you close it out and we'll give it over to Drew. All right, you need to unmute yourself. All right, beautiful. Let's uh, let's let's wrap this uh, portion up. So um, anyways, the claim that 50,000 have died in Mariupol um it is laughable and it's actually shameful that you'd claim something that insane um it's shameful to the people of mariupol it's shameful to the people of uh russia it's shameful to the people of ukraine it's shameful to your own family it's shameful to your grandfather it's shameful to your grandmother it's shameful to your future children that are unborn if you ever find someone to procreate with which i doubt is ever going to happen um, but yeah, to wrap things up, Russia justified. I feel like I made my case. My opponent, uh, couldn't, you know, list even basic dates of things he claimed took place in a certain chronological order. He didn't know the order of events of the coup in Ukraine in 2014. He didn't know that it was an illegal, unconstitutional coup, which he actually, you know, he said it's an impeachment, whatever. He did grant me that point that it was at least an illegal impeachment. Uh, he didn't know the dates of the events that unfolded in relation to the Crimean referendum and when Russian troops arrived. He said it happened five days prior to it actually happening. Uh, which is very important for the context of the situation. He didn't know how many people voted in Donetsk Lugansk referendums, which is also important because he claims that there was no way for a free and fair referendum, even though hundreds of thousands of people voted against becoming independent people's republics. And uh, I think I'll leave it at that because that pretty much summarizes my argument, which just won. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jackson, for being here and presenting your case. And we'll kick it over to Drew for his closing uh, statements there for up to two minutes. And then we'll get into our Q&A. And just a reminder to be friendly in the live chat uh, and to get your super chats in there. And we will keep the conversation going as long as we have questions for our speakers and they consent to be here. So over to you, Drew. 
the cuck of the Russian oligarchs, the cuck of Jonah Hill, he talks about other people's families being ashamed of them and get Jonah Hill's Jonah Hill's cucked him and and his own parents hate him. I mean, I've we've all seen Jackson's parents flaming him on Twitter. It's very sad. His own parents hate him. I mean, he he could not in any way justify the ongoing massacres, torture, atrocities carried out by the Russian military every single day in Ukraine. He can't justify he can't justify this on moral grounds. He has to try and pretend that these atrocities didn't happen. He has to try and pretend that these this is somehow the most humanitarian war ever conducted. Even though we've all got eyes, we can see the Russian military launching missiles indiscriminately at Ukrainian cities. We've seen we we saw the Russians for months boast about how they were going to starve and freeze Ukrainian cities into submission. We know that this is a war of extermination because in every single town that has been liberated, there have been mass graves. There have been mass graves and the local civic leaders and activists have all been exterminated. Um, Jackson tries to bring the debate back to 2014, blah, 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 his stupid narratives of 2014, the propaganda narratives that are basically all packaged from Oliver Stone's stupid documentary. Um, but really, he didn't even know who uh, Resad Amatov was. He didn't know that there were Crimean Tatars who were brutally tortured to death because they resisted the Russian annexation of Crimea. He didn't know about the brutal repression of uh, of Ukrainian civilians and citizens in regions that were occupied by Russia. He basically didn't know who Gherkin was. He didn't even know who started the operation in 2014. He didn't know who started the Russian invasion of 2014. He pretended that this was a spontaneous uprising when there is so much evidence that Gherkin, working for Malafiv, an, an oligarch that was very close to Putin, Gherkin, a, a former colonel in Russian military intelligence, someone who was basically always in Russian military intelligence. Putin himself says that there is no such thing as an ex-intelligence officer in Russia. Um, Gherkin himself boasts about siding the war in 2014. This is someone who's a Russian military intelligence operative, someone who was working for Malafiv, working for Putin. There's all these wiretap conversations between Malafiv and Gherkin at the time back in 2014. There's all these wiretap conversations between Malafiv going all the way back to the Putin. Malafiv was Malafiv was Malafiv was talking to Putin through uh, the shared confessor that they share, which is Father Tikhon. They they were constantly in communication with the Russian government, the Russian military. Um, and, and Jackson can't defend the atrocities and the genocide that is taking place. He has to just try and pretend that it's not happening. He has no morals whatsoever. He tries to monetize the invasion with fucking Z Swastika. And um, yeah, he gets cucked every single day by his uh, Russian mail order bride girlfriend who is probably shared around with many Russian oligarchs. And it's very sad. I can't believe that someone would sell out so much their own country going on a program with a Russian propagandist who basically um, has called for nuclear strikes on the American homeland. He sells out his own country for a Russian mail order bride who was shared around with uh, all the Russian oligarchs. It's fucking sad. His own parents hate him. Everybody hates Jackson. He has no beliefs whatsoever. This is someone who defends genocide, massacre, atrocity, the rape of children. He hangs out with Scott Ritter, known sexual offender and pedophile. He hangs out with Scott Ritter. So clearly it's Jackson has no morals whatsoever. He's willing to hang out with pedophiles defend pedophile Russian troops, defend rapist Russian troops, defend genocidal Russian troops, all for money, and uh, a Russian mail-order bride who cucks him every day with Russian oligarchs. It's very sad. I have never known let's an existence more subhuman than Jackson's. All right. So let's move into our Q&A from there, everybody. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Drew and uh, Jackson, for being here. Uh, I know it's been a little spicier uh, for this conversation here, but uh, we don't mind that. Uh, just a reminder in our live chat uh, that, uh, you know, if you got something spicy to say, try to keep it related to the topic so that we can have something substantive uh, towards the is Russia's war on Ukraine justified? Uh, so let us keep going with our super chats and keep them coming in uh, because our speaker 
stickers. I'm sure we'll have all kinds of thoughts uh, about these Super Chats, especially this first one. I mean, you're going to have all kinds of thoughts about this. Uh, this is from Otter for $5. He said, nice moderating mod, really being non-biased. Oh, that's the f that's not the first one. $5. This was the one I wanted to read here because it was about the moderator, which is why I'm being ironic because uh, obviously you guys don't care about that. It says, moderator is handsome, but still inferior to our Lord and Savior. Good, good chat in the flesh, James Coons. James, if you're out there watching, uh, the live chat loves you just as much as they always have. Um, you know, I wish they loved me as much as they did you, but, uh, you know, we can't always just get there uh, from A to, you know, D right from uh, day one. So uh, I'm doing what I can, everybody. But, uh, yeah, James is James is a hell of a guy. So uh, thanks for that shout out there. Uh, Bubblegum Gun, thanks for being back in the Super Chats there. $2. Drew, was the U.S. justified to remove nukes from Cuba? Um, I'm not I'm not defending American military operations. I'm, I'm not defending that. Um, with regards to Cuba, I mean, that has nothing to do with Ukraine. There are no weapons of... There are no American weapons of mass destruction... In Ukraine, that's a complete lie. That's part of the uh, insane Russian propaganda narrative. I know um, they like to claim that there are biolabs or stupid things like that. It's really insane, you know, targeting Russian DNA, crazy shit like that. Um, if, if anything, uh, poor Ukraine, because Ukraine had weapons of mass destruction, nuclear devices on its territory, and it decided to um, voluntarily give them up to um, give them up in the Budapest Memorandum where they asked... Um, China, Russia, they asked um, multiple countries, basically, they, they asked America as well to guarantee the sovereignty of uh, Ukraine. And very sad, very sad that um, they gave up those, those, that deterrence, because as soon as uh, they gave up the nuclear weapons, I know that they didn't have the launch codes, but they still had them on that territory when they gave up the nuclear weapons. Uh, that's when Russia began to um, nibble away at Ukraine and try and try and force it to be an enslaved country and try to rape and torture Ukrainian civilians. It's really sad that Ukraine gave up its weapons of mass destruction because, um, you know, that was a deterrent effect potentially. Any thoughts on that one, Jackson, or do you want to move on? Well, that argument would make sense if they were Ukraine's nukes, as he put it. But, uh, you know, they weren't Ukraine's nukes. And um, Fatty over here is claiming that, oh, you know, Ukraine gave up their own nukes. No, they weren't Ukraine's nukes. They were the Soviet Union's nukes. And um, I mean, the thoughts that they would give up Ukraine and then say like, oh, you know, we're going to have Ukraine. Ukraine, invo Ukraine voted for independence, Jackson. Every uh, region, even Crimea voted for independence, even the Donbass, 90 percent for Ukrainian independence. This is what the people of Ukraine wanted. They did not want to be part of the Soviet Union. They did not want to be part of Russia. Lenin's biggest mistake was giving up Ukraine. And uh, also, I find it okay. funny that you care. Well, no, no. true. Ukraine these, existed these, prior to Lenin. Ukraine true. existed prior to Lenin. Lenin had to create the Ukrainian SSSR because he, he knew that there was no way that the Bolsheviks could have ever reconquered Badass. Ukraine. If there was Badass. no Ukraine SSR. Badass. Jackson, Fatty. Jackson. Fatty. Huck, huck of the Russian oligarchs. No, all right. We're not going to be doing Fatty. any mudslinging and anything like that. So uh, we're going to let Jackson continue on his point. Uh, the speaker that you're talking to, his name is Drew. So we're not going to refer to anybody by any other name. Uh, Jackson, uh, I'm going to let you finish up what you're saying there. And then we'll let Drew close off the, uh, uh, the uh, cl conversation there. Okay. So Fatty gets to talk about no, my No, we're going to call Drew, Drew. I don't want to kick you out of the Zoom call. So we're going to refer to our speaker as Drew. He came out here to talk to you. So we're going to have some respect. 
let's refer to the conversation if we can. So, over so he gets Jackson. to talk about my family. He gets to talk. He about called my... me fat first. I, I only so went we won't, there. We won't do. We won't do who did what first. He gets because... to talk about my family. My. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that either. Your no, woman, but he's been the doing Russian it. mail order bride, shared with the oligarch. We shouldn't. Fatty, no, we're fatty, not going to allow that either. Fatty, so let's continue. Please, Jackson, please, listen, please, Jackson. Listen, I know you're jealous that I have a beautiful girlfriend, Miss Universe Russia. I know you're jealous because you'll never have a woman touch you for the rest of your life, so long as you remain as fat as you currently are. But there's no reason to do this mudslinging, okay? So, anyways. Uh, those were Jackson, the Soviet Jackson, how many times has she uh, slept with Russian oligarchs while you've been together? Let's not. Let us When was the last time question. you slept with someone, Fatty? So last night. Those, so the, last night's so, fucking cunt retard. Well, given that everyone knows you lied throughout this entire debate, we all know you're lying about that too. So those were the Soviet Union's nukes, and uh, they weren't Ukraine's nukes. That's all I got to say. All right, Drew, we'll let you close that off. Um, look... Ukraine voted for its independence. 90% of Ukraine voted for independence. Um, even the Donbass, 90% independence. Crimea, 57% independence. Ukraine wanted to be free of Russia, wanted to be free of the Soviet Union. Ukraine existed as an independent entity prior to Lenin. That's such a stupid propaganda point by the uh, Russian propagandists claiming that Lenin created Ukraine. Ukraine existed prior to I Lenin. I didn't say that, Lenin was, Lenin was making a Lenin was making a concession right. to I'm the I'm going to warn you once more, Jackson, if um, you but, refer to but, Drew as anything other than Drew, we are going to have to remove you from the chat. So I'm just oh, being fair. Strange. So let's, let's try to be respectful to one another. If any of you have complaints uh, that are a little less obvious to me, you can let me know. But let us try to continue on with the conversation. So I'll let you finish up there, Drew. Um, and look, Ukraine voluntarily gave up weapons of mass destruction on its territory, gave up nuclear weapons on its territory. That's what Ukraine gave up in return for security guarantees by Russia, the UK and the US. And unfortunately, that was um, an agreement that was not worth the ink it was signed on paper because Russia immediately proceeded to invade. And uh, Jackson is very immature. You're a... Uh, depiction of me as Jabba the Hutt, very immature. I just have to say, um, you know, you've focused on, um, you know, the uh, the the issues of uh, physical bodies, etc. It's very interesting how obsessed you are with my physical body. Yeah, it is interesting um, that you brought I, up I, I just have to say, I mean, over over I, I'm not interested again. in you. You're bringing up my woman. I don't really understand you, why you're your doing woman, that. Your woman, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's your... I don't know if you have her because, I mean... It's well known that a lot of these Russian male or brides I know you've never had a woman, so you're interested in the idea of what a woman. I know that. Um, I know that. Sadly, the case that a lot of these Russian women are sexually trafficked by oligarchs and stuff like that, and I just hope she's safe, and I hope you're not fucking abusing her. You know what's interesting? Ukraine is actually the home of child sex trafficking in all of Europe, so it's interesting. You know, Russia. Russia is Russia. You think Russia is a trad society? It's got the highest abortion rate in the world. It's got the highest massive HIV rates, um, very low rate of church attendance. You claim that Russia is this trad society. Russia has low rate of church attendance compared to maybe maybe you're going to move to Russia so you can Afghanistan compared to what? All right, let's continue on from there. I don't know if you're going to. Do you like the fact that Putin decriminalized wife beating? Is that why you're interested in having a Russian girlfriend? Let us continue on, because we. Like, do you believe we, in that? I don't know. I I do not want to 
disrespect to the uh, the live chat here and uh, what our questioner had asked there. So we've moved a little bit off the topic here. And like I said, we want to try to keep it substantive. <laughs> so uh, George D. for $5 asked, a Drew, independent journalist reported uh, and videos on YouTube available still and international observers were present in the referendum. So how they not legit? That's for you, Drew. No, no, th there is no independent verification of the of the referendums, the fake referendums. As as I've already stated, there was a campaign of mass terror and fear and repression carried out against Ukrainian civilians under Russian Russian occupied areas. There were dozens of people kidnapped, people were killed, and so I think there's no way you can say that this was a free and fair vote. Absolutely no. There's no way because people were being killed in Russian occupied areas simply for being Ukrainian. All right. Simply, simply, sim simply for advocating for you know continued, continued for the continued existence of the Ukrainian nation. All right, thank you. This and guy's gonna tell you that like Australia is a real country next, or that Taiwan's a real country, or like Tibet. Taiwan is a, is real, a real country, country Jackson. And Australia is a real country. He's gonna be like Canada's a real country. Oh my God, Jackson, 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 Canada. Jackson, you, you, Australia? unfortunately, Listen, unfortunately, no, no, no. you have burger brain. Unfortunately, you have the brain of the American exceptionalist. No matter how many times you denounce your own country, let's give Jackson where this question was for you, Drew. We'll give my time to respond. We're gonna give the floor to Jackson here for twenty minutes, twenty seconds here, and then we're gonna. Go to the next question. 20 seconds. I can end Drew's debate. Drew. All right. So you had to say Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I want him to pay attention to this. If something, something unfortunate that I would never wish to happen, if something like the United States nuking Australia into the ocean, or if Australia just hypothetically fell into the ocean, would anyone ever notice? Jackson, you are. No, the answer is no. You are a hardcore no imperialist. You believe in the genocide and subjugation of countries. No one of the would notice. Stuff, such as Australia. I'm actually the for, one who's can't fighting even answer the for the sake of the conversation. Uh, I mean, I can ask. I mean, you don't have to, but if you could just answer his question, Drew, just for the sake of the conversation, and then we'll just continue on. Yeah, uh, my, my answer is uh, Jackson is an unabashed genocidal imperialist. He believes in imperialism and genocide. Can't answer the question. He wants. He he can't wants the, the, the global south to be forever enslaved. Cannot answer the question, and um and that's why I'm fighting for Australia the would and sink in the ocean and no one would notice. Global south as well. Jackson unfortunately believes in the genocide and repression, slavery of um you know other nations, so that you know Americans continue to feed themselves with burgers as the world can't burns. answer the question. What Jackson wants. Well, that I well that would be his answer. So uh, whether you feel he answered the question or not, we're going to move on from here, uh, just because we have uh, quite a few Q and A's here, and I feel like we're going to keep getting down into these discussion rabbit holes, which is fine. Uh, that's kind of what we're here for. Uh, so four ninety nine from Otter uh, Jackson, who is responsible for the downing of MH seventeen? How did the LPR and DPR get funded to receive weapons? Uh, irrelevant nothing burger question. That's my answer. How? Uh, 38 Australians were killed. Hundreds of civilians were killed. It, Gherkin admitted it was him. They Australia is not a real country. country. Oh, very funny, man. Very funny. You believe in genocide and imperialism. You've got a fucking miserable existence. You're basically subhuman because let's, you believe let's, in let's a world not talk full about of war, our, imperialism, death, genocide. Let's not talk about All right, next other question. speakers. Let's continue on, please. So, uh, Drew... George D for $5. Why are you sp spreading rumors that Ozzy Kozak took his life when you and me know he's been given asylum at the Australian Russian consulate? 
I've I've never said that uh, Simeon Boycott took his own life. I know right now he's hiding in the Russian consulate because he tried to assault a Ukrainian-Australian elderly man. He tried to push someone down the stairs. This guy's a thug and he's hiding in the uh, Russian consulate of Sydney because he's a coward and he, he he's a complete coward. So he's hiding in the Russian consulate of Sydney. I've never said that he committed suicide. That's crazy. Um, but if Simeon wants to denazify himself, go ahead. All right, let's continue on. And I do apologize, uh, Otter, if I missed uh, if I missed some of the mudslinging there earlier while I was going through the live chat. Uh, I do apologize. I do try to keep it to a minimum, so I'm sorry if either speaker uh, you you feel like I didn't uh, rein somebody in because I know you guys have been being a bit juicy with each other. Uh, so if I missed anything, I'm sorry. I, I'm doing my best to be fair and also keep an eye on the live chat. Uh, so uh, just know that I'm, I'm in everybody's corner when it comes to uh, keeping the conversation going and making sure that uh, things are remaining amicable. So um, that, that would be my response to you, Otter, and uh, little Miss Betty Page. Uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'll try to do better in the future as I go. So um, Otter for $5, name one time in a democracy where 97 of people agree on anything at all. That's for both of you, I'd say. Um. Well, it doesn't really matter if it's a if it's a democracy. It matters if it happened or not. I mean, if you ask ninety seven percent of the if you ask one hundred percent of the people uh, by the end of World War Two in Nazi Germany whether or not they like Hitler, I think you'd have uh, the vast majority of people. Maybe not that number, but a lot of people probably say uh, civilians who vote would say, "Yeah, no, we don't like this guy, and we want someone else." So, um, yeah, I think that's that's an acceptable point you could uh find in in the argument yeah and i think that the uh the coup government that was backed by the west is a you know is a comparable force uh to they're definitely the ideological inheritors of hitler and bandera and also the last point i'd bring up is it wasn't all of ukraine that voted it was specifically two regions of the donbass it was donetsk and lugansk uh it wasn't even like from what I understand, it wasn't even Zaporozhia or all of Kharkov. Uh, it was just Donetsk and Lugansk. So that would be like asking the question, I guess, to the state of Florida, uh, Florida residents. Would you rather have Joe Biden or um, Ron DeSantis as your governor? Obviously, you're going to have the vast majority of people choose Ron DeSantis, their current governor. So uh, that's it's just in certain regions, you have like ethnic enclaves there. You have Russian ethnic enclaves. And they uh, they supported becoming independent because they didn't profess to support the coup rule that was backed by the West. The same the same regions that had ninety percent vote for independence at the referendum when Ukraine was voting for its independence. The same regions, and you know there there was absolutely no way that there was any free or fair vote in Russian occupied regions because Russia has never held free and fair votes. Russia's Russia's a dictatorship. They invaded Ukraine by force. And then they held sham referendum and people who tried to, you know, oppose the invasion, people who protested on behalf of the Ukrainian nation in these Russian occupied areas, they were tortured and killed. So Jackson's a liar. Simple as. All right. Uh, well, since you uh, directed that directly at Jackson, uh, we'll uh, give Jackson another 20 seconds uh, uh, to espouse on that if he'd like. Uh, the elections were clear hundreds of thousands of People voted against becoming independent, but the vast majority millions voted become independent. And that's why they fought for their independence for eight years. And in 2022, uh, 
they again had another vote in these regions, Zaporozhye, Kherson, Donetsk, Lugansk, and voted to join the Russian Federation this time. And that's why they are now part of Russia and Ukraine's map is again forever changed. All right. Uh, let's continue on from there where that was for the two of you. And I've got a question for Jackson. Does does sure. Jackson believe in an independent Ukraine? Uh, depends, I guess, on the era you are talking about and what Ukraine is. Do you think Ukraine is its own separate nation to Russia? Uh, you could make an argument that portions of it are. Portions of it. Yeah, I think that there's probably an acceptable argument that, that you know, portions of Ukraine uh, could stand today as its own state. Um, I think you're going to have pushback, of course, from Russia and Novorossiya. You're going to have pushback. Probably, yeah, you're going to have pushback. The, pretty fake, soon. the fake Russia, Russian region. You're going to have pushback pretty soon, I think, maybe even by Poland and Hungary on the borders of Ukraine. So no, that's we'll insane. That's stupid Russian propaganda. It's Poland has been Poland has been the biggest supporter of Ukraine during the war. And um, it, it's why? just stupidity. It's idiocy. I mean, you, why you has, don't believe why has Ukraine Poland, independence. Why has, you believe you think you well, think hold on, that Drew, um, you you asked him a question there. Actually, I think you asked him a couple questions. Yeah. So we'll let Jackson ask you your what he's asking there and uh, then we'll try to continue on so you had asked him I, why uh, yeah i don't exactly? i don't prof i don't profess to know what the polish authorities are going to do but based on everything that's happening i mean why else is poland expending so much on uh sending so many men into ukraine why is the polish government coming out why is duda coming out and saying that in the future we're going to have a common history we're going to have a common border uh or we're going to we're going to dissolve because our russia because Russia and so, Poland let me just for finish. decades, let Russia enslaved Poland for decades, but they don't want to go back to slavery. Well, I was going to say, let uh, me just finish. Just, yeah. Why is why is Hungarian uh, minister, prime minister, Viktor Orban coming out and saying that the EU and the United States are trying to create a new power structure in a joint Poland-Ukraine after the war? Orban's a liar. Orban's a liar. Uh, let's a let's let him ask student. his question. I know he's taking a little bit, but that's that's all right. I don't <laughs> profess to know the answer if Poland is going to move in on Ukraine. But what I the, the question was, do you think there's Fucking a Ukraine fantasy. state? Let's I think that um, I think that there's you could say that Kiev is uh, just as much Ukrainian as it is Mongol. Fucking projection on your part. I mean, if anything, Russia was Russia spent centuries under under the Mongols. Kiev didn't. All right, let's continue on there because uh, we do have other questions related to all of this. And uh, if anybody has any other uh, anything else they want to pop into the super chats, there we will keep going as long as we have uh, super chats and as long as our speakers are good to continue on. If any of uh, our speakers though do need to take uh, a break, uh, go get some water or uh, you know go relieve yourself, that's fine. So uh, speak now or forever hold your pee. Yeah. All right. That's that's on you, boys. All right. Let's continue on. Um, to Drew from my name is Jeffrey, $5. What is your response to Amnesty International report in 2014 that conceded that Ukraine ultranationalists were shelling civs Donbass indiscriminately? Unfortunately, Amnesty has laundered a lot of Russian propaganda when it comes to Ukraine. Um, we saw that last year, for example, when Russia invaded, Amnesty laundered Russian propaganda, claiming that um, 
claiming that uh, Ukraine was targeting civilians by because its soldiers were based near civilians, as though Amnesty wanted the uh, Ukrainian soldiers to you know sleep out in the open so that they could be murdered and killed. I mean, Amnesty has shown itself to be completely complete stooges when it comes to uh, the Ukraine, the Ukraine war, and um, I don't I don't believe anything Amnesty says when it comes to you know claims against Ukraine. Um, it's un it's very unfortunate that Amnesty destroyed its reputation with regards to Russia. They're they're still good on some things like China and stuff, but overall there are there are big problems with Amnesty as an organization because um, Amnesty unfortunately laundered a lot of uh, Russian propaganda in uh in in Ukraine. I don't have much to say. The Amnesty International report, uh, report if anything, greatly underreported the. Um, civilian casualties that took place at the behest of the Ukrainian military. It was a they, good um... report. So let me just finish. It was a good report in a lot of ways. Uh, they exposed the fact that the Ukrainian military routinely use civilians as human shields. That was the main takeaway from the report, actually, that the Ukrainian military routinely was using civilians as human shields and using them as hostages. So, um, yeah, the Ukrainian military, while it is one of the top fighting forces in the world right now, uh, you know, it's second best in all of Europe, no doubt. Uh, it is a gruesome band of terrorists and Nazis and war criminals. All right. Uh, any thoughts on that, Drew, or uh, do you want to continue on with the Q&A? Which, I mean, which lie does Jackson want me to address in particular? Which one of his own lies? That's uh, that's a bit of a loaded question. So we'll continue on with the Q and A if uh, if you didn't have anything specific. You. Uh, I mean, I mean, look with with regards to amnesty, with regards to amnesty, um, they had an independent inquiry into the the report in question that you're mentioning right now, Jackson, and eight independent experts verified that the report was wrong, and they they stuffed up big time when it came to Ukraine, accusing Ukraine. Um, so yeah, Am amnesty's actually apologized internationally uh, for that horrible report. And thankfully, people are starting to see the truth. I mean, we've all got our own eyes and ears and we can actually watch the videos. This is the most televised conflict in history. And we can see every single day the war crimes being perpetrated by Russian forces. War crimes that you you deny either exist or, you know, sticking your head in the sand like an ostrich or alternatively you defend them. And I think you defend, you know, the slaughter of civilians. It's very sad. I mean, how can somebody be so inhumane defending the slaughter of civilians? Yeah, I'm going to respond to that. I definitely don't support the slaughter of civilians. That's why I support the Russian SMO. But the Russians are continually slaughtering Ukrainian civilians. Mm, Ukrainians are. Amnesty International proved that. That's a complete lie. Amnesty's actually apologized for that stupid report. They apologized for it, and they did take the report down, but they never said any of it was wrong. The only reason why they apologized no, was because... No, eight, eight independent the only, reason, the only reason why they apologized was because soy boys like yourself got all up into a titty when the truth came out from a Western-respected source. No, no. The, the, the truth... The truth came out when Amnesty apologized, and they, they had eight independent experts verify that that report was wrong. And... Um, who Every did? single day, we're seeing massive slaughter by the Russian military against civilians. We're seeing indiscriminate missile attacks on Ukraine civilians, and also Putin and the Russian, the Russian military, and Solovyov and stuff. They talk about you know starving the Ukrainians into submission during the winter. Were they the eight independent experts freezing the Ukrainians into civil into submission in the winter? They were supporting genocide. They were supporting genocide, and you think it's a humanitarian operation? Jackson fundamentally the support experts? the slaughter of Ukrainian civilians. Fundamentally, you believe in the death and the murder of your political opponents. 
Uh, who are the eight independent experts? There were eight independent experts who verified the amnesty report who? was wrong. Who? Go up. Google it yourself. I'm an independent expert, and I say that it was right. Oh, no, you're not an expert. Jackson, you're yes, not an I expert. Am. I'm an independent expert. Based on expert. fucking what? Based on me saying I'm an independent expert. Okay, I'm an independent expert. Okay, cool. You're a fucking liar. As an expert, I say you're a fucking propagandist and liar. Let's. I say you're a propagandist and liar. Oh my! Well, we're getting we're getting back to our juice over. again, there, everybody. So uh, these guys are. How the shy. fuck did you go on Solovyov? How did you actually live with yourself? This guy supports like you know nuclear strikes on Kiev. How do you live in your own skin each and every day? Let's Jackson, say, you have no morals whatsoever. You have no soul. You'll probably burn in hell for all this. This is not related to is Russia's you're, war. You're on Ukraine justified. So let us stop. Uh, like I said, I don't want to go back into mutes at this point. Where How do you sleep kind of winding just, down. We're winding down uh, as far as like the Q&A. I mean, if you guys want to keep having the Q&A come in, that's great. Uh, but if you guys keep interrupting me, uh, you know, we'll have to cut this a little bit shorter. So uh, let's just try to keep that to a minimum. Uh, and we'll continue on with the uh, the Super Chats here because we got lots of them. And uh, I think. I think there's room for lots of more discussion here. We just, like I said, we want to try to keep away from the mudslinging just because it takes us off point, which is uh, not entirely useful to the overall discussion. So, um, Counselor Guy for $5. Supposed defensive alliance involved in Libya and Syria. Russia has every right to not want NATO at their front door. NATO is an agent of chaos. Uh, I'll let you guys both expound on that, starting with you, Drew. Um. Russia would not have countries in Eastern Europe begging to join NATO if Russia hadn't spent centuries trying to subjugate and enslave the nations of Eastern Europe. So if given Poland doesn't want to be enslaved to Russia, given, you know, the Baltic states don't want to be enslaved to Russia, I can understand why they wanted to join NATO. Um, I wouldn't want to be enslaved by Russia either. I mean, this is a country that, you know, one fifth of its own population doesn't even have sewerage, um, doesn't even have indoor plumbing. It's very, it's, you know, this is sadly, you know, a very dysfunctional country that has been raped and pillaged by the oligarch class. You know, Russia is a very tremendously naturally wealthy country, but it has been raped and pillaged by, you know, the elite for decades, the elite that Jackson supports. Um, it's sad. I mean, if Jackson really believed in supporting Russia, maybe he'd support, um, you know, the Russian people against the corruption of the Russian elite. Maybe he'd support, you know, more than one. Maybe he would try and... Um, maybe maybe Jackson would feel kind of some, some kind of sympathy for the one-fifth of the Russian people who don't even have indoor plumbing. They don't even have indoor plumbing, one of the naturally wealthiest countries on earth. And this is because it's been raped and pillaged by the elites for, for decades. And, you know, Jackson loves to, you know, as a sycophant and as a supplicant to power, he loves to try and suck How up How is this to the answering elite. the question? You, know, you, you go to Solovyev and Solovyev, someone who, you know, every day is basically supporting nuclear strikes. You know, this guy's a fucking insane guy. He, he's a mad dog. He's, he's, he's fucked in the head. He's, he's basically calling for nuclear strikes on London. And uh, he he calls for genocide every single day. And you went on Solovyov. I mean, I don't know how you can sleep with yourself at night, Jackson. Um, you are such a horrible person in you know every single way, basically. And um, did I leave you know, one he, second? You started you off guys... as um, a kind of Bernie supporters, and you changed for attention, and it's sad. I I couldn't leave for one second. Hold, I just had to close my door there. Now we're gonna kick you it back quite on. quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I was gonna say I came back and things were were, were right up there again. So uh, once again, Drew Jackson, we love the uh, we love the passion. That so. time it was all Drew. I didn't say a word. I so I, I'll just I think so. So respond. we're gonna kick it over to I'll you. I'll just there. respond. I'll just respond. So, um, first of all, <laughs> the Baltic states were looted from uh, the Soviets from Russia, as you put it. 
They don't want to live under Russia. They don't want to be under Russia, cunt. They don't want to be under Russia. Let's they were looted. Brest Litovsk was defunct after Brest Litovsk was defunct after the war. Germany Germany violated all the terms and agreements. Uh it was defunct after Treaty of Versailles. Uh the Baltic states were looted. So I'll make that point. Uh as for the point Jackson of speak, please. as as for the point of NATO being a rogue terrorist threat. That is true. And even, uh, you know, even U.S. Secretary of State Baker made the point that, um, of course, moving anywhere eastward of Germany in terms of NATO armaments would uh, be considered a threat to Russia. He knew that every U.S. president knows that Joe Biden even said it years ago. And um, yeah, I mean, NATO is about protecting North Atlantic security. Uh, it's about protecting European security in the North Atlantic. So you know, the chatter brings up a great point. What the hell is NATO doing, uh, you know, pillaging Libya? Great point. All right. Any thoughts on that, Drew? Or do you want uh, to NATO intervened in Libya because Gaddafi was openly gloating that he was going to commit genocide against his own people. And and obviously it's very sad what's happened post um, post intervention. The yeah. problem was that NATO abandoned Libya um, instead of helping oh. the country. So that that's basically um, the the one big failure yeah. in Libya. But but you know, getting rid of Gaddafi that was a beautiful thing for humanity. Well, I th I happen to believe that Gaddafi is one of the most base men to ever live. He was a very successful leader, other than being killed. Gaddafi and, uh, died like a dog, and Putin will likely die like a dog. I'm just going to make my statement at this point. If you're going to interrupt me, I'm just going to talk over you. One of the most most base men to ever live. He was vilified the West, by the West because he wanted to create a new African Union and replace the dollar <laughs> standard in Africa. And uh, you know, you know what they found. You know what they found in Libya. They found weapons of mass destruction in Libya as well. You know, was, you know that's a copy. Let's let them wrap up. Was, let's give him thirty was, seconds. It, here. it was, it was, it was giant gold bricks that the Libyans were going to use to help build up their new reserve currency to replace the dollar, which is interesting because now China and Russia are working on developing a new global reserve currency with BRICS that they're probably going to announce this August at the BRICS summit. And uh, the West is very BRICS. worried Holy again. Fuck, it's pretty funny. It, it's funny just because the um, Gaddafi United States of Africa thing has become like a very funny copy pasta that people post because it's just so stupid. Like, oh, Gaddafi was killed for trying to create a United States of Africa. Very fucking true. Uh, bricks, very fucking true. When the sea is invading the iron bricks, you know it's um, you know they're they're on the cusp of de-dollarization. It's a fucking meme. Um, you know it's very funny because all the anti-imperialists they they like to pretend that they're like you know against you know global American hegemony, blah blah blah. They they're trying to support the global south, but really they just want a return to a world based on you know spheres of influence with the great powers like you know Russia and China enslaving countries in their sphere of influence. And I don't want to live in that world because you know I don't want to live in a world where Australia is enslaved to a uh, you know, the new emperor of China. I don't want to live in a world where Eastern Europe is enslaved to the Tsar of Russia. People have a right to self-determination. I'm against colonization. The biggest colonizing imperialist forces in the world today are, uh, you know, China and Russia. And as a opponent of imperialism, as someone who believes in, you know, self-determination for the global South, I can do no more than support Ukraine to the full, full maximum of my ability uh, so against this imperialist war of conquest. I'm not going to say much. We can move on to the next question, but let me just get this on the record. You are dedicated to opposing imperialism, but you support NATO? Yes. 
Okay. Because NATO is the biggest yeah. anti-imperialist force on earth today because they're opposing Russian imperialism. Okay. And they can help to oppose as well Chinese imperialism. So anyone okay. who's anti-imperialist and progressive should support NATO. Yeah. All right. Totally valid argument. Not gonna. Not yes. even gonna question that one. It's true. I I, I support anarcho-NATOism. Well, uh, we'll move on from there. Also, I just 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 as an I just one last question for Jackson that I have personally. Has he responded to you know his friendship <laughs> with Scott Ritter, the pedophile? How did he justify that? Well, Zelensky's a pedophile. You worship it's, a pedophile. Given, given Scott Ritter is um a registered sex offender, how we, do you justify that? We friendship? are fine. You worship the pedophile Zelensky. See, this has nothing to do with our topic tonight, guys. So we'll we'll continue on. If you guys want to have that conversation, but Scott Ritter is actually a registered sex if, offender. That is, if you guys want to have that conversation, people, don't make me mute you. <laughs> I was gonna say, if you guys want to have that conversation about anything related to any other subject, we're more than welcome to uh, entertain that. Uh, but for now, we will try to make sure that uh, our discussion remains on point. Let's continue on. Um, so, do, 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 do. Uh, now i got to scroll down. See, I, <laughs> I got myself all messed up here. All right. And, do, 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 um, no, that's a... Uh, that's a little bit on the. Uh, so I, I I will read this one, uh, but I'm gonna edit it out just because there is a little bit of a personal insult there, but there is some substance. I have the personal insult. I don't mind. Oh, you know, that's. Uh, I was gonna say I've got to say it. So Harold Sullivan, nine ninety nine. Uh, why does Drew Pavlov accuse China and Russia of genocide while praising Western imperialism and NATO? So I don't support that? Western imperialism. For example, for example, <laughs> when. When the Australian military was guilty of war crimes in Afghanistan, I openly called for trials and I openly called for full investigations. That's much more than you're ever going to see in China and Russia, because every single day when the Russian government commits war crimes in Ukraine, they, they award the soldiers that are behind the war crimes. So, for example, the, the detachment that carried out the Bukha massacre, they gave them awards. So the Russian government rewards the Russian government rewards war crimes, whereas the Australian government uh, investigates war crimes and carries out trials against when it comes to war crimes, and I want full investigation of any any Western soldier responsible for, for war crimes, because unlike, you know, hypocrites like Jackson, I don't support war crimes. I mean, has Jackson, can Jackson call for war crimes investigations against Russian soldiers? He won't. He can't. He can't because he can't bite the hand that feeds him. Um, yeah, if any Russian soldiers are found guilty of committing war crimes, yeah, they should be investigated and held accountable simple so the difference okay, between so, so do you believe so, in no 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 should, um, you just had your you had you believe they should um, you had your bit of commentary you had your bit of commentary okay speak. now i'm gonna talk um so the difference between me and drew is i'm not a fat idiot who thinks that nato is an anti-imperialist force like holy shit how stupid how stupid how stupid do you have to be to honestly sit here, look at me in the eyes, and tell me that, like, Jim Stoltenberg is the face of anti-imperialism in the 21st century? No, not Jim century. Stoltenberg. It's it's Zelensky. Oh, Let's yes. So continue, the guy – so so we'll, we'll just finish off on this point here. Now, this brings me to an even better point. The guy who has cucked himself in his entire country – to NATO, who you said is not the face of anti-imperialism, by the way, 
and has taken his country, sent hundreds of thousands of men to their death in a suicidal war being led by Nazis. No, Russia launched a war of aggression. He has They're imprisoned all themselves. dissidents. He has consolidated all media into one 24 7 uh, state controlled media apparatus in Ukraine. He has imprisoned and disappeared all dissident officials. In Everything you accuse Zelensky of, guilt, Putin is actually guilty of. That's the thing. He has disappeared. And, uh, you know, imprisoned all dissident political parties, almost not all of them, but pretty much all of them. And apparently now I'm supposed to believe that this guy, Zelensky, is the bastion of freedom and democracy and anti-imperialism. Yes, yes. Okay. Zelensky, is, Zelensky is the forefront. Zelensky is at the forefront of anti-imperialism globally. He's probably the most prominent anti-imperialist on the world today because he's fighting against a Russian war of imperial conquest. He's fighting for his country's independence. So this is a decolonial war. It's a war of national independence for Ukraine. And, um, you know, all these, it's it's very hilarious, Jackson, because all the supposed crimes you allege that Zelensky is guilty of, you know, Putin actually is guilty of. So if you're talking about, you know, a completely destroyed media sphere in Russia where there's absolutely no freedom of, of speech, there's no freedom of speech in Russia. You can't even call it a war. People who call it a war are arrested. You know, there was a little girl who was taken away from her parents and her dad was actually taken to prison simply because she criticized the war. So, you know, everything you accuse Zelensky of saying he's a dictator, well, Putin's actually guilty of it. And every single, and, you know, you say, oh, you know, Zelensky took these men to their deaths. No, it's Russia. It's Russia that, that took these innocent people to their deaths because Russia is the one that is firing tanks. Russia is the one that is firing missiles. Russia is the one that sent tanks over the border. So you say, oh, no, the West tried to coup in Ukraine, tried to seize the government of Ukraine. But Russia has invaded with tanks and tried to seize the government of Ukraine and tried to launch a war of imperial conquest and tried to wipe Ukraine from the face of the map. And you defend it. So every single uh... thing you accuse Zelensky of, it's completely fucking, it's baseless. It's lies because you're accusing Zelensky of the crimes that, that the Russians are guilty of. Uh, I'm actually not. I'm I'm accusing Zelensky of very unique crimes, like uh, disappearing my good friend Gonzalo Lira, putting me on a kill list. He deserved it. Fucking deserved it. Okay, so how are you going to say that Putin is so bad for it when you're saying that uh, Gonzalo Lira, quote unquote, deserved it? It's hilarious. Gonzalo so got fucking arrested. These, like, Gonzalo got arrested. These... So let me Gonzalo just, let got me arrested just, because let me just finish my point. Let's let Jackson finish up and you can Thank uh, you. say your piece there. Jim, I've uh, been interrupted more in this debate than any debate I've ever participated in, and I still knocked you off the floor. I defeated you. Jackson, Jackson, you actually debate. got very so, simple things wrong about Ukraine. No, so look at, no, you, oh my God. We're going to talk about getting things wrong, Drew. You didn't know the basic facts of anything. And look you at the who, You didn't know I'm who gonna interrupt, I'm gonna interrupt was. You didn't know who Gherkin was. I'm going to interrupt stop, it here stop again. Stop interrupting. Because, uh, you know, there's been a lot of interruptions uh, from both of you yes, during the debate. Been. And uh, that's fine. You know, that's part of the open discussion. You know, we got a bit of a delay. But let's let Jackson uh, speak here for 30 seconds there, Drew. And then we'll kick it over to you for 15. I was literally talking about how much I got interrupted. And he couldn't stop his fat mouth from interrupting me again. So, um, anyways, the point, please. yeah, it's not respectful, but he hasn't been respectful this entire debate. So anyways, the, uh, the point is that, um, Zelensky is a unique criminal and that he, <laughs> he is simultaneously getting fucked in the ass and fucking his entire country in the ass at the same time. It's like, it's like, uh, 
what do you call that? Like one of the motorboat situations where like he's getting fucked, but he's also fucking everyone else and uh, imprisoning all these people, putting me on a kill list, putting lots of people. Putting you on a kill list. This, it's not a kill list, killed, Jackson. It's not a kill list. So don't why, fucking, don't so wait, fucking wait, wait, wait. I'll, this will be the last thing I say. Let's last let him finish up. 10 seconds. Last thing I say. Why then when they killed Daria Dugina and so many others who were Daria on that? Daria deserved it. So Stop, let me, please. We're going to let Jackson speak for 10 seconds to finish up. You say Daria deserved it. Um, you know, I wish no harm upon you ever in my life. But, um, you know, everyone, I'm going to die someday. When I die, I'm going to go to heaven. When you die, you're going to hell, Jackson. Not so much. So anyways, uh, when people like Dario Dugina, who was on that list, and many others who've been on that list have actually been assassinated by Kiev authorities or SBU officials uh, or officers, why is it then that they put liquidated over the faces of those people who were killed by Ukrainian authorities on the list? Look, Daria was dealt with because she advocated genocide. She devoted her life to genocide. Um, her father devoted himself to genocide. The only sad thing is that Dugan wasn't in the car with her. So Daria was on the list, and when she got killed, they put liquidated over her face on the list. And the United States has come out and said it was Ukraine who was behind the killing of her. So so are you saying it is a kill list or it's not a kill list? No, it's not a kill they list. just it's kill the kill people list. on the kill list, and then the kill list celebrates the killing of the people on the kill, kill list, list by Ukraine. Like, there's, there are... There are tens of thousands of people in that particular list, Jackson. You're not you're not important enough to be on any Ukrainian kill list. We're talking okay, only so about we're only talking about people like Solovyov, Dugin, the people who are ultimately the most responsible for the war. People like Solovyov, Dugin, you know, these are the people that helped add these are the people that helped put Russian tanks into Ukraine. And so they deserve it. Uh, Dugan's never talked with Putin, so I don't really know what you're talking about there. Dugan advocated uh, genocide. His own quote, the Ukrainians are a race of sewer dwellers and they deserve, they, they must be genocided. This, this is his quote. And he also said that the only solution okay. is to kill, kill, kill Ukrainians. That's his quote. So I'm not going to expend tears when Dugan dies. I think Dugan should be at the top of the Ukrainian uh, military target list. So... I can't confirm that Dugan has said that or who he was talking about, but um, let's say hypothetically he did say that and he has never met Putin. He's never talked to Putin. Uh, so how is it that because one guy who is he's not even that influential in Russia, if you talk to any Russian, they'll tell you no, that he's, he's very influential. The top we're talking so, about the top again, it's the top five or six. Propaganda if you're going to just in, you can't just keep interrupting. I will just mute you and talk over you to my own audience, which is the, where the vast majority of people are listening right now. Uh, but you bring up this point about Dugan. So Dugan's not even that influential within Russia. He's much more influential within uh, the West and the people who soy out over his comments, which in many cases are base. I uh, can't say I agree with everything he's said. And you agree with the, the genocide Ukrainians? But um, OK, well, I'm just going to mute you now because you you can I'll, I'll I'll unmute you when I'm done. So. He's someone who's like, I guess you're saying is very influential. It wasn't even him who was killed. It was his daughter who was killed, assassinated. She was 29 years old. She was like no one even really knew who she was. She's like a, I guess, journalist or a commentator. Um, and her life was taken because your country that you profess to say is the home of democracy and anti-imperialism massacred her in a car bombing. Massacred her. Jackson. Yeah, they, Jackson. She even, was the, not, even Biden admits that. 
She was a Russian state television propagandist. She visited occupied areas. She helped to mobilize support for the war. The top couple Russian propagandists inside Russia who mobilized support for the war, they're legitimate military targets. Uh, Daya deserved it. The only sad thing is that Dugan wasn't in the car with her. Obviously, it was a mistake because they wanted Dugan mainly rather than her. It's sad that he wasn't in the car himself. So if Russia targeted a Ukrainian TV personality, would that be justified? No, because Russia's the invading party. Russia's the party of aggression. Russia's the one that's invading a sovereign country. So that wouldn't be justified. Well, you have no, you, the only qualms you seem to have today was over Russia's killing of civilians, but you just justified the killing of a civilian with no military. Daria and the top Russian Daria was not a governmental official. She was not she practically a. Was. Let's let him finish. No, please, she, and then we'll what do you mean she practically was? Daria because was, Russian state television is part of the regime propaganda apparatus. Okay, so all, I've had, I've had, pro, I've had probably three appearances maybe four on Russian state TV. So do you want to see me get killed? No, Jackson, for the sake of the discussion. No, but you just made that argument for Dario Dugina. So shut the fuck up. So she's not a governmental no, official. She, she, was a, she made herself she's not a governmental uh, official. when she went to she's Russia. She's not a governmental official. She was a civilian, right, 15 seconds, not Jackson. a governmental official, and not a military official. And she was killed by the terrorist nazi dogs in ukraine that you profess to support as the bastion of democracy daya went to russian occupied territories she and her father were instrumental in pushing for genocide against ukraine after world war ii the editor of der stuma one of the top nazi propagandists was put to death as part of the nuremberg trials so top regime how is daria how is daria the regime are legitimate military targets uh, so last question how is daria influential in putin taking the decision to launch the smo how is daria specifically responsible well, she's she's been pushing for it for she and her father have been pushing for it for years um but, so but look, as i said though Daria wasn't the main target. It's sad that they didn't get her father. Because oh fuck, that was what oh. the fuck just happened. Oh, we uh, seem to have lost uh, Drew. It's not on my end. We'll give him a second there. But uh, if not, then we'll just continue on now with that. Oh, you know, I is. really, I really oh, definitely hope the FSB oh, didn't pay him a visit. No, nah, dogs were having a fight. Sad. All good. Oh, sorry to hear that. I know all about that. So uh, yeah, well, let's continue on. Uh, we got a, we got lots of other questions here, and like I said, it's it, to me it sounds like you guys got lots that you can go down that is actually you know like I said relevant to what we're talking about. I know you guys uh, you got a lot of fire towards each other now uh, after the discussion that you had, but it, it does seem like we're still getting some good juicy. Uh, uh, discussion out of these super chats so if you guys are good to keep going uh, i was just gonna say gonzalo lira this fat man who um you know basically made a living trying to encourage men to rape women as part of his um creepy dating simulator games i mean he was arrested legitimately because he was pushing for the russian invasion of ukraine while living in ukraine so you know for example during world war ii people who advocated the invasion of the united states were arrested that's very legitimate I, I, like you know, I, I am as, like, if, as if as if he would not have been arrested in Russia if he was yeah. advocating for Ukraine in the same manner. 
No, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm just going to ask that you don't interrupt me uh, while I'm doing the... Uh, oh, sorry, well, I'm sorry. I'm just sorry, doing sorry. some of the housekeeping here. So I am going to remind everybody that we're still doing our Q&A, and I just wanted to let you guys know, uh, once again, if there's anything you wanted to grab, uh, whether the dogs are fighting or if you want to grab a drink of water, uh, use the restroom, that's fine, uh, and we'll continue on if you guys are still good to go. I know we've gone a little over time from what we consented to, so Jackson, are you still good? Yeah, I'm good. I think it's funny that uh, Drew called Gonzalo fat. I mean, just look in the mirror, Drew. Okay, well, let's... Are you still bulking? Let, Are you still bulking? Let Let me continue my housekeeping. It's okay, Jackson. It's okay. Don't right. slow out. And Drew, still bulking? And Drew, you are still good to continue? I am. I am. I'll, okay. I'll go for a bit more. I'll okay. go for a bit more. Thank you, guys. Uh, and thank you to our live chat. Uh, it's important that we make sure that we are respecting our speaker's time. Uh, you know, they're here having this discussion on their own on their own time. So we want to make sure that we're being respectful in our live chat uh, and uh, trying to engage with our subject here uh, of tonight, which is, is the Russia war in Ukraine justified? So uh, we had an interesting uh, question here. Um, let me just continue on. I actually had to go into my uh, my old copy and pastes here. So Sunflower, I'd missed your question earlier, but uh, thanks for your, uh, your question there and being a member here for over a year. Uh, sorry for missing that, missing that again. So uh, they'd asked a question here, ignoring any war crimes is a mere act of war by Russia. Is that justified? So ignoring any war crimes is a mere act of war. What do you guys Ign think about that? Ignoring war crimes is a mere act of war. Um if ignoring war crimes is a mere act of war, then the United States and Britain are sure uh, guilty of a lot of war uh, aggravations against the Soviet Union during the Nuremberg trials. Any thoughts from you there, Drew? Sorry, wait. Can you, uh, can you repeat that? Well, uh, they had to reiterate because I did have to go back here and uh, ask them what their question was. Um, so they had said uh, something along the lines of ignoring any war crimes is the mere act of war by Russia justified. Uh, oh, ignoring you, the war crimes oh, is that yeah, justified. Well, well look, even even, even even the invasion of Ukraine is a war crime because it is technically against international law, a war of aggression. Okay. Um, that would make sense if any country, any power in the West had, uh, you know, I guess adhered to the... Uh, UN Charter or international law at any time since Putin took power, I guess that would make sense then. Well, for what it's worth, the American invasion of Ukraine, of the American invasion of Iraq, sorry, was also completely illegitimate and not justified. So I do not believe in the invasion of sovereign countries. All right. I'm sorry to cut you off it there. Uh, so our super chatter did clarify in uh, our live chat here from Sunflower. And I'm sorry if I'm butchering your question here. They said, I'm asking, ignoring any war crimes by Russia after the fact, was the mere declaration of war by Russia justifiable? So I think we might get so like justified. Justify U.S. participation in a war? Is that what they're saying? I think I think they're just asking right. uh, in general, like, you right. know, if that can be if that can be something that's justified based on uh, that. that they're framing. saying. They're saying putting aside the atrocities and war crimes is Russia's decision to invade Ukraine justified. That's that's the question, isn't it? I, okay. I would say that is a good summarization of it. I just, uh, yeah, it's written out a little strange. Sorry about that, Sunflower, but I think we've got it. So 
I'll let you expound on that, Jackson. Um, no, I mean, you shouldn't ignore war crimes, but the fact of the matter is Russia did not start the war crimes here. Uh, the party who started war crimes was Ukraine and slaughtering all the, the civilians in the Donbass over the past eight years. Uh, people say the war started February 24th. No, not really. The war started back in 2014. And um, it was tipped off, not with a war crime, but with an illegal seizure of power with the coup in 2014. All right. Any other thoughts there from either of you or shall we move on? Well, no, because Russia invaded Ukraine in 2014 and it kidnapped and killed Ukrainian civilians who protested against the annexation in the occupied areas. And it was a war of aggression from 2014 onwards on Russia's part. All right. I feel like uh, we've expounded on that. So let's continue on. And thank you again, uh, Sunflower. I'm glad that we got your question. Oh, excuse me. All figured out there. So let's uh, continue on with our super chats. Um, so uh, George D for $5. Jackson, can you Google civilian deaths in Ukraine live right now and read it out loud with the source so Drew can learn something? Did you want to bring up a screen share with the? Uh, I no, I don't even have to Google it because he can look on. Uh, he can look on the Euromaidan press, which I don't think he's going to claim is a is a pro Russian source. And they, I believe, most recently it was like in January or February, they claimed that there was about uh, eight thousand five hundred something civilians who had been killed, which I even think that's a bit low, but. Um, that's from Euromaidan Press, which is in no way, shape, or form pro-Russian. They're Western. They're backed by Western governments, and um, that's I, you know, I'm not great at math, but that I'm pretty sure is less than the uh, vast majority of the fifteen thousand who were killed in the Donbass the years prior to the Russian invasion in February of last year. Uh no, no, no. Because basically, what's happening is they're only verifying, you know people who we can confirm with photo evidence have been killed. So for example, you know, in occupied areas where they can't confirm the death of town, they're obviously not counting that. Uh, so we, we no. never know, for example, just how many people were killed in Mariupol. So no, because, uh, for the sake of our super chatter, like for uh, example, just, just for to be, example, just to be fair, the bombing add... of the city drama theater, what was the death count there, Jackson? Well, I'm going uh, to do for a super chatter and hold on to that point, Drew. I'm just going to let you all know just for our live chat because I did check it out right quick. Uh, I went over, and I don't know if anybody thinks this is uh, reputable, but uh, United Nations, United Nations Human Rights, uh, it's OHCR.org. Um, I looked it up right quick for a super chatter just to uh, respect what they had asked there for us to look it up. Uh, it says right here, according to this source, that there's been 19,324 civilian casualties. So I'll let you guys expound uh, or expound a little bit on the um, on what I what I've uncovered here, uh, whether you think the source is reputable and uh, what you think that uh, that number means. So, Drew, I'll let you uh, kick it back into your question. But just for the sake of our super chatter, I did want to uh, make sure that we respected their uh, their ask and, and look that up. So uh, that's for you. And uh, we'll kick it back over to you, Drew. Well, just for example, in places that saw the worst fighting, for example, Bakhmut or Mariupol, we don't know the full civilian death count. And so I'm asking Jackson, you know, for example, with 
just just as one example, take the example of the city drama theatre bombing, where there were hundreds of civilians that were were bombed. What was the death count there? You don't know. Um, so we do know actually roughly how many have been killed because Russia and Ukraine both have to report numbers for this, and there are oftentimes international observers on site who get to at least see. There weren't international observers in Mariupol. Uh, Red Cross. I mean, people weren't able to get into occupied Mariupol. Red Cross. They they they're not able to count civilian deaths. Like, so what were they there not doing? People... All right, like Red Cross, Red, Red, even Red Cross's operations were severely restricted by Russia. It's so, like, but, for example, but what were there, they there were there, there were there were big efforts by Red Cross, for example, to try and evacuate some of the uh, occupied some some of the Ukrainian soldiers, and you know, uh, Russia... soldiers, soldiers, no. No. Yes, no. soldiers. Ukrainian no, none soldiers. of them were Red Cross didn't evacuate a single Ukrainian soldier. No, no. but they, they were they were they were advocating for a deal to be struck and this was ignored by Russia. So why do you say that they played a big role in evacuating Ukrainian soldiers when you and no, I, I both no, don't interrupt, I me, don't interrupt me, don't interrupt me, don't interrupt me. You and I both no, stop let's, interrupting me. Let's let's stop let him finish up. Fifteen seconds. You and I both know that Red Cross went in. The deal was for Red Cross to go in, evacuate civilians that were being held by Ukrainians in the Azov Azov uh, you know steelwork factory bunker, and then also to get any civilians who had been killed out of there so they could give the the families or whoever uh the bodies and give them a proper burial so no they didn't in fact the individuals who were down there that red cross did in fact come into contact with who were uh ukrainian soldiers were all captured by russia and they were strip searched and uh russia actually filmed all of their nazi hitler tattoos one by one red cross wanted to have a wanted to strike a deal with Russia to um, evacuate some of the soldiers. This was ignored. Let's actually see Red Cross's quotations. I mean, Red Cross itself said the situation in Mariupol is apocalyptic. It called for a ceasefire. This was completely ignored. Um, the Red Cross tried to create civilian evacuation corridors. Russia bombed the civilian evacuation corridors. So we don't know the full total of the number of people who were killed by Russia in Mariupol. Red Cross okay, said, but, you know, Red, Red Cross denounced the apocalyptic destruction in Mariupol. Yeah, apocalyptic destruction of a city that had been evacuated. And there were civilians there. Uh, city officials being... reported. I mean, city officials. Okay, I, and I literally can't do this debate if you're just going to interrupt me I, every few seconds. Let's, let's try not so to I'm going to give you talk. one more chance. It is literally impossible to debate you if you are going to interrupt me every time I speak. Okay, Drew? So be a good boy and... Keep your mouth shut, okay? Shut the fuck up, Jackson. Come on. Let's Keep your let, fucking let's, fat mouth Hold on. Shut. We are moving away from our discussion. So let me again. finish my point. 15 uh, seconds, You please. made the claim that Ukrainian soldiers were being evacuated by Red Cross. No. I countered that claim. And that I claim is just... Second, I, that, claim, that, claim, that claim is just as false as the claim that the laughable, insanely shameful and laughable claim that 50,000 civilians were killed in Mariupol. Do you know how insane of a comment that is? Back to you, Drew. It's not. It's not. Firstly, I ne firstly I didn't claim that Red Cross evacuated Ukrainian soldiers. I said they wanted to do a deal for that. No, that's Russia not what you said. Let him speak, Jackson. No, that is that's what I said. Right Red Cross wanted to do a deal for the evacuation of soldiers, and this was this was ignored by Russia. There was there was Russian bombing of the civilian evacuation corridors. This is a confirmed fact, and we don't know the full death toll in Mariupol. We know that by April, the estimate was twenty five thousand civilians. 
Um, this was the mayor of this was the mayor, and this was this was Ukrainian authorities saying, you know, tens of thousands. There were discoveries of ten thousand new mass graves. This is satellite figures. Um, Associated Press said death toll may be up to three times that figure. So we can't know the full number, but we know it was tens of thousands of people. And Russia was bombing the evacuation checkpoints. Russia bombed the Mariupol maternity hospital. Russia bombed the children's hospital. It was completely apocalyptic what Russia was doing. Can you explain, Can you explain, Jackson? Can you explain to us why Russia bombed the maternity hospital and the children's hospital in Mariupol? A hundred percent, because the Ukrainian fighters had uh, taken over these buildings as Amnesty International cited and no, uh, noted lies. in the report. And they were using these civilians in the buildings as human shields, as well as an Azov stall. And uh, yeah, they were firing. They had they they created uh, de facto military targets on civilian infrastructure. They the Ukrainian military is so stupid. They even put out footage and photography of Ukrainian soldiers staging military bases inside of uh, school gymnasiums inside of Mariupol. So, uh, yeah, this is a very well-documented fact. And you like, So you do you um, trust the credibility of Amnesty International considering you keep on citing them? No, I trust the credibility of photography. Because Amnesty International, June 30, 2022. Wait, wait, shut the fuck let's up. Let, the let's fuck let up. Jackson finish his point there. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. He asked a question there, Drew, so we'll let Jackson finish up. I trust the veracity of the photos and videos of Ukrainian soldiers fighting from otherwise civilian zones, as you would put it, uh, that they had turned into de facto military targets. Russia was Russia was attacking civilian targets. This is why it was a war basically of extermination in Mariupol. Russia was targeting civilian targets from the start. They attacked the maternity hospital. They attacked the children's hospital. They bombed the theater. There were hundreds of civilians holed up in there. As I said earlier, they scrawled in Russian on the pavement outside, children present. Russian fighter jets bombed the Mariupol theater. Hundreds were killed. This is a confirmed war crime. There are so, photo, there's photo evidence of the destruction of the theater, and we have we have proof that there were hundreds of civilians inside the theater when it was bombed. So you can't justify that. You can't explain that, Jackson. You you have no answer for that because it is absolutely indefensible. Uh, I can answer that, and I can defend that because as with the Azov Stoll Steelworks bunker, um, that was a just military target because there was hundreds, uh, if not. Actually, I think there was the Mariupol thousands. theater so was adjusted. Drew, 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 we're finish. giving him 30 seconds here. If you could please uh, try not to interrupt here, because uh, I don't want to have to keep placing you on the mute there and then have to unmute you. So uh, we'll just let Jackson finish up his point here for 15 seconds. Yes. The reason why, and I'm going to take a little longer than 15 seconds because he just went on and on and on. The reason why these zones or these buildings are considered military targets is because Amnesty International and the Ukrainian military have both admitted to the fact that they've turned these buildings into military targets. And we have tons of proof of that from gymnasiums to hospitals to the Azovstal Steelworks plant, which is where the battle finished. And oh, lo and behold, that's a civilian target. But there was thousands of Ukrainian soldiers fighting from within the insides of the Azovstal Steelworks bunker. So you'd probably call that a civilian target. My response is, if that's a civilian zone, why on earth are Ukrainian soldiers fighting from outside of the from inside the civilian zone? 
you have no justification. You you say that the Mariupol theater was a military target. That is crazy. There are hundreds of civilians inside. There was not Ukrainian forces were not present there. This is a complete lie. You're justifying war crimes against civilians. It is very obvious from the very start of the conflict that Russia was targeting civilian zones. And that is why Putin Ten seconds. and all the top Russian propagandists were crowing about how they were going to freeze freeze Ukraine into submission. They're targeting civilian infrastructure. They're targeting civilian infrastructure from the start of the invasion. They're trying to freeze Ukraine, trying to starve Ukraine into hunger and submission. So it's it's very obvious from the very start, Russia has targeted civilian areas because they want to, they're, they're copying the same strategy that they used in Grozny and in Aleppo. They want to basically make the city unlivable. They want to make the entire country unlivable for civilians so that the whole regime, so that everything, Let's so that the regime can come in and, and, and seize all the land. This is what they want. They want to, I mean, they, they want to make life unbearable for civilians. And, and this is genocide because creating, because by, Calculating by creating the conditions whereby life is impossible for civilians, that is genocide. That is actually under the genocide convention. All right. So and I gave you an example where 500 Ukrainians were killed at the Mariupol theater, and you were just saying it was a military target. It's a military target, and that's fucking sick. All right, over to you, Jackson. He's uh, called you out there, so let's uh, we'll kick it over to you for another minute there. I mean, I, I don't have anything to say. I've I've made my point over and over. Um, when you have a military that's turning active civilian zones into military targets, uh, that is, first of all, illegal. They are using the civilians as um, human shields. Amnesty International proved that, and Ukrainian f- military release photographs and video pr- prove that. So um, I don't know. It's very hard breaking through with someone who is, you know, who is engulf themselves in so much propaganda there's all this propaganda smoke they can't even see the light of day because they've been they've just ingested so much of this bs it's it's actually very sad it's a problem we see in a lot of um you know dysgenic western uh propagandists today especially amongst gen z i happen to be one of the only base ones that has uh, broken through this but um you know i hope one day uh, Drew gets a gym membership and sees the light. All right. Um, let's continue on from there. Uh, so threat to democracy. Thanks for being in our live chat again for nine ninety nine. Drew, are you aware of the Brenton, uh, Brereton? I don't think they spelled that. Yeah, right. the Burton report. That's oh, the Afghan crimes. Okay, sorry about that. And the murder, rape, and torture of innocent civilians by your pathetic military in a country they had no business in. Are you a report and election denier? Um, firstly, I don't believe the Bereton report contains rape allegations. I read the report um, and I I called for investigations and trials of any Australian service member that was that was guilty of war crimes. So unlike Jackson and unlike the Russians who, you know, will never try their own people for war crimes, never, um, I... I I'm against war crimes. If Australian forces carry out war crimes, then I'll call it out and I'll call for trials and I'll call for prosecutions because, yeah, I don't support war crimes. It's very simple. Um, the point that Australia had no business in Afghanistan, look, 9-11 was launched from Afghanistan by um, the by the Al-Qaeda forces that were loyal to the Taliban. So there was justification originally for you know the intervention in Afghanistan. Unfortunately, you know it lost its way. And, you know, Bush went into Iraq, which was a total disaster and ro- and the wrong thing to do. So, you know, that was really wrong. But um, 
I, I am against Australian war crimes in Afghanistan. I called for prosecutions and trials because I'm not a hypocrite like Jackson. I'll never call for, um, I'll never defend war crimes. I'm not going to say, oh, those are justified military targets when we're talking about the bombing of uh, hundreds of civilians in drama theaters in Mariupol. War crimes. War crimes. You support the number one war criminal on the face of the planet today. You support the ISIS of Europe. You support the Osama bin Laden of Europe. You're, you literally don't you're, know. You're talking about Putin, right? No. The course. ISIS of Europe, the number uh, one war that criminal. Would be, that would be Vladimir Zelensky and his Azovite soldiers. Uh, you you, you might have been right that it's, it, it is one Vladimir. It's Vladimir Putin. Yes, there's not one Zelensky. man responsible for more war crimes and more civilian death over the past you know 50 years uh than anyone else in europe i'd have to say it is vladimir Zelensky. that is complete fantasy jackson you're living in an alternative reality in an alternative universe it's really sad you're living inside a simulation the matrix has completely got you 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 live inside of australia the whole country is a simulation at this so, point again so, no yeah, one very would, funny very funny no one, no jackson, one would notice jackson, if jackson saying, all right we're you talk about mainstream media propaganda you just mainstream you media, buy out russian how, propaganda you, you buy out russian propaganda CNN, every single day they broadcast right. cnn in australia do they broadcast cnn down there I don't watch CNN. I don't watch CNN. Let's move uh, on, guys, because uh, we've lost uh, sight of our, our substance here. Uh, and that happens, and that's fine. Like I said, it's going to get I've juicy. I've got based but... beautiful sausage dogs. Please don't and interrupt. Me, I'm so just sorry. have this sad apartment in L.A. with a fucking Hit, male. Drew, had right, Drew, let's, let's not. It all sucks. All right, we're going to keep going with the Super Chats that's and keep Hitler. it on subject because, uh, it, it, yeah, like I said, we want to be able to uh, keep this on point. Um Baby and Hitler. if I have to mute you, I will. And we're not going to do any more mudslinging. Uh, we got a lot of super chats. There's a lot of people that want to hear from you. So, like I said, I don't want to indiscriminately uh, kick one of you out of the Zoom uh, for not following the rules. Um, you know, I'm pretty chill as far as uh, trying to keep the conversation going. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah, let's not let's not keep pushing the buttons here. I got two kids. I know how to do it. Um, my name is Jeffrey. Five dollars to Drew. Um, uh, did I already read this one? Yes, I, I oh, sorry. My name is Jeffrey, $5. Thanks, Jeffrey. Uh, to Drew, what is your response to amnesty? In, oh, I did read that one. I'm sorry. See, you guys got me all messed up here. That's I'm, I'm going to blame you guys for uh, for squabbling. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, you know, I enjoy it. You guys, you guys are having fun. Uh, let's see here. Supposed defensive alliance. I did not read that one. Sorry. So I had to read through. Counselor guy, $5. Supposed defensive alliance involved in Libya and Syria. Russia has every right to not want NATO at their front do door. NATO is an agent of chaos. I think we did that one. We did that one too. I got to delete some of these. All right. No so, worries. Sorry, guys. Two seconds. That's what I get for uh, trying to go back and find uh, super chats from people that are like, are you going to read my super chat? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Maybe I missed that. <laughs> I have a question for Drew. Uh, let's all right. Let's let's go for it while I get myself. All right. Sorted. Yeah. well, you figure that out? <laughs> I Drew, have it, how do you still. feel about how do you feel about all the accusations on Twitter and Discord that you've been fucking your dogs? Very funny. Very fucking funny, man. No, I'm serious. So stupid. All right. Very that's funny, that's not that's not a valid question. My, my, my poor dog had a fight. My poor dogs had a fight earlier in the chat. No, and I know you've been having difficulties with women. I, I, I know you've. I'm, I'm very sorry that you right, you don't so, have any. Um, so we got, you don't we, have any. We got. I look after the dogs. We got so many juicy questions, guys. Let's, let's try not to break any rules here, so uh, we can keep going on here. And uh, 
Yeah, I'm glad I'm talking over you because I can hear you. Threat to Democracy 499. How does Drew feel about the Nazis in Ukraine who are proud Nazis who swear to cleanse Ukraine of Russian-speaking and Russian-born citizens? Any thoughts there on that one? Every single country has a far-right menacing presence. Um, every single country, Australia, no, Australia has it, America has it, every single country on Earth, Russia has it. Russia has probably more neo-Nazis than, than Ukraine. So, for example... Like the founder, one of the founders of Wagner has SS tattoos on his collarbones. So, you know, Russia has a massive neo-Nazi problem itself. Every every country, unfortunately, has these uh, far-right elements. And, you know, thankfully in Ukraine, they're very marginalised. They didn't even get 2% of the vote at the recent parliamentary elections. They didn't even get into the parliament. They're very marginalised. You compare that to, say, America, where the far-right is, you know, big chunk of Congress. You compare that to Russia, where the far-right is in power with Putin and and uh, even one of the founders of of uh, Wagner has SS tattoos on his collarbones. It's very sad. Um, yeah, I'll respond to that too. You know, these Nazis were in power from 2014 to 2019 for the most part, and they still exert uh, the power of the bullet upon Zelensky's head, uh, even though they're just mainly uh, been... been um, held to holding these military ranks now. But uh, I thank Putin for going in and helping the people of the Donbass, the ethnic Russians who are being slaughtered by these Nazis. And Russia's I also, well, I'm not done. Let's I'm Jackson not done. Finish up. Let me, 15 yeah, seconds, please buddy. let me finish. It will be quick. I want everyone to comment in the chat now. Hashtag save Drew's dog, because I hope that just like Putin <laughs> saved the people from the Nazis in the Donbass, Someone saves Drew's dog because that dog, it, we don't really know what's happening. I hear these theories, but, um, we, you know, we, we should all want to save Drew's dog. Oh, that's terribly not on topic. So we'll continue on and see if we can get something more out of here. Um, so threat to dogs had a fight. I'm trying to protect them. So threat to the democracy. Other with me. We, we got a lot of super chats here. We want to respect our audience. So threat to democracy, 499. Drew, uh, you don't have to answer this. He asked, are you over 18 and have you attended higher education after junior high or high school? Uh, curious as to where he learned his communication skills. So you can comment on that or we can just skip it because it's somewhat a little on the edge there. Uh, genius is related, genius. is it? I'm, 20, I'm 24 years old. I uh, graduated with... Um, Oh, look, I graduated high school with brilliant marks. I was in the top 5% of the uh, graduating co cohort in uh, Queensland. And uh, I uh, I uh, have almost finished my university. I have almost perfect grade seven point average, so uh, which is high distinction. So I've been invited to speak at Oxford University. So I'm very, very proud of uh, you know, my, uh, my, my education background. All right. Excellent. And uh, where, where we're getting that question there, we'll just ask, uh, where can everybody find you fellas? Uh, just before I go to the next uh, super chat, um, you know, we got some links in the description, of course, uh, and if we don't, we'll have them shortly. Uh, but if you guys want to tell everybody where they can find you guys in the future. Well, if they want to, they can find me on Twitter, Drew Pavley, and I'm on Instagram and YouTube and all these sorts of different platforms just under Drew Pavley. All right. And you, Jackson? uh at jackson hinkle everywhere um i know everyone's probably gonna want to follow along so i'm on twitter rumble youtube and that's about it all right i just gotta undo the uh screen change that i did for you there all right i got your face back in there all right let's continue on with our super chats um 
So Goran, twenty dollars. Wait, no one wanted to ask me where I where my college experience was. I mean, if you want to expose, I mean, it's not really related, and uh, we should try to keep it quick. But for sure, if you want to give us fifteen seconds and uh, describe, yeah, are you over eighteen, and did you attend a higher education? Sure, if you want to answer that, you go for it. Yeah, fifteen seconds. I'll answer that. So I was not indoctrinated at a liberal propaganda university like Drew Pavlow. And um, I did not subject myself to Nazi propaganda, Hitlerite propaganda. I did not go to college. I'm a self-made man. I'm I'm not live and haven't lived at my uh, parents' house since I was 17. Unlike Drew, who's still at his parents' house. And um, and uh, Drew, did you just make sure your mom's doing okay? Okay. So uh, yeah, I uh, I am yeah, I'm a self-made man. I'm very proud of that. All right. Well, we'll continue on. Uh, threat to democracy again. Uh, oh, no, not not you again yet. We're going to get there. Goron for $20. Uh, ask. Ask guy. I don't know who's ask guy. Maybe it's me. You know, you don't know what I got. All right. Ask ask guy if he ever. Who is ask guy? I, I just don't know who they're referring to. Let's continue on. If he ever been to Bosnia because his facts about what happened are not even close to what happened there. I lived there for Four years during the war, I hope he didn't just watch CNN, BBC, and so on. So I think that's for you there, Drew. Uh, the Serbs were very open about wanting genocide against the Bosnians. Um, we all know their famous, uh, infamous, you know, songs of the era, you know, remove kebab, all those stupid references. So they were very open about their genocidal intentions in Bosnia. And there's a lot of evidence about their genocide. All right. Let's continue on there. Uh, threat to democracy. We're back again. Threat to democracy. Thanks for, so much for being here. Four ninety nine. How does Drew feel about the? Hmm. That one I must uh, copy and paste it twice, or you said it again. Light of the twin lamps for twenty dollars. Question for Jackson. You support ethnicity driven secession for Eastern Ukraine by Russians? Would you support parts of the American Southwest that are majority? majority ethnic Mexican to secede or join Mexico? I guess if the American government was systematically slaughtering ethnic Mexicans and saying that they couldn't speak uh, Spanish in the United States and uh, was taking a whole host of other, uh, you know, punitive measures against them, then, yeah, I would uh, support the secession of Mexicans into Mexico, but that's not the case. And um, in fact, I don't support ethno states. That's why Israel's not a real country. And um, I believe that uh, I believe that America is going to not only maintain its current borders, but my grand vision and actually the grand vision of the founding fathers is to liberate Canada. So I think in some time in my lifetime, you will see the liberation of all of Canada. All right. Well. I'm in Canada, so hey, here I am. All right. Anyways, let's continue on. Uh, let me just get my screens figured out back there again because uh, you guys moving around a little bit there. That's not fun. All right. There we go. We're all sorted out. And Jackson from Otter $5, why do you refuse to call this a war? Please elaborate and explain how it is not a war. And also, why do you associate with Scott Ritter? I'm not sure who that is, so uh, we'll try to focus on the main part which i think is uh why do you refuse to call this a war please elaborate and explain how it's not a war um 
you know, like colloquially, colloquially, whatever the fucking word is, I do call it a war. I say Ukraine war all the time. I say to my YouTube headlines, I say it all the time. But um, it is uh, technically, as they call it, Russia calls it a special military operation. But just for sake of keeping things short, I usually just say war rather than special military operation. But in technical terms, like if I was interviewing a Russian politician or any politician for that matter, U.S. politician, I would say special military operation because if Ukraine or uh, the United States thinks that this is what wartime mobilization looks like in Russia, uh, they are sorely mistaken. Okay, I mean, just to wrap up the statement here, the Russians, um, I mean, they put forward a good chunk of men, but they don't they haven't mobilized their entire economy. A lot of these men are back, uh, you know, they are reservists, not on the front. Um, they have extremely high turnover on the front. Uh, like most Russian fighters don't spend more than a day on the front with the exception of the fighting we saw in Bakhmut, which took the headlines the past few weeks when Russia liberated it. And, um, you know, you ask, what does a Russian war look like? A Russian war looks like, uh, 27 million people, uh, dying for the cause of, uh, you know, maintaining the Russian sovereignty and Russian culture. And they are dead serious when it comes to defending their land, their territory, their people. And this is in no way, shape, or form anything close to a wartime mobilization. All right. Um, any thoughts over there, Drew, or do you want to continue on? Just, I mean, it's a joke to pretend that Russia hasn't basically been waging total war. They are going deep into their post-World War II military stockpiles, for example, they're bringing tanks out of storage that were used in the 60s and 70s. And so, you know, th this has been a war of total mobilization for Russia and they've lost. They haven't been able to take Kiev. They won't be able to take the entire country. They will continue. Unfortunately, they will continue to try slaughter Ukrainian civilians. But ultimately, their, uh, their attempt to conquer Ukraine has failed. And you can just look at Bakhmut. You know, they took back Moot, but even listen to Gherkin. He says them his own telegram. He calls it a self-extermination effort by Wagner and the Russian military. You know, these are the guys who literally started the war in the Donbass, and they're saying this is insane. This is so incompetent. Everybody knows that it is, um, yeah, it, it, it is um, a crazy, crazy military. I mean, everyone knows this is this is a crazy... Uh, thing for Putin to do, for Russia to do. It's an insane war. There are no, there there have been no victories for them and it's a collapse. They're collapsing now. All right. Uh, let's continue on from there. Scroll back up here. Uh, all right. To Jackson. Uh, this is from My Name is Jeffrey. Uh, are Ukes justified in being displeased with the Russian involvement in their country since its inception? Isn't it fairly reasonable as to why Ukes want closer ties to the EU after two decades of corruption? So two decades of corruption is what they said there. Yeah. So uh, I'll let you expound on that there. Can Jeff. you reread the first part of that question? Are Ukes justified? So are Ukrainians justified in being displeased with the Russian involvement in their country since its inception? Uh, yes, of course. And that's how the Euromaidan protests began. It began as uh, not co-opted movement you know pe 
people who are maybe ill-informed they're overhype everything they say like oh you know the Euromaidan coup was a it was a u.s plot from its inception that's actually wrong Euromaidan started off with noble intentions intentions i disagree with i guess but noble in the sense that it was not a a cia you know uh plot from the very beginning and those were examples of people who actually had um, discontent with uh, Russia, speaking broadly. They didn't like Yanukovych. They wanted to join the EU. And um, you have to remember, though, that there's a lot of people in Ukraine who also oppose the EU. That's why Yanukovych was democratically elected and they had to force him out to appoint someone who was pro-EU, which was uh, Petro Poroshenko. They couldn't get it through done through a vote because there weren't enough pro-EU voices within Ukraine. Um, so they had to install him through a violent coup. All right. Let's continue on. Um, scroll back up here. So my name is Jeffrey for $20 again. Um, yeah, that's the same question. Yeah, sorry. I copied and pasted his question because he'd sent in another two super chats. So thanks for that other $10 there, uh, Jeffrey. That's appreciated. Uh, no pay. I'm not sure if that's how they want it done. Five euros. Switch positions and explain without emotional appeal what kind of evidence would it take to convince you to change your mind or science? So if you were in each other's shoes, what would be the thing that would change your mind and make you think that, uh, th well, the otherwise? So I guess I'll just ask it individually here for the super chatter. Uh, Jackson, um, if you thought the war was unjustified, what would be the thing that you would say that makes it justified? What would be that one thing that you would say that put me over? Oh, if I mean, well, isn't that kind of what we just I just spent the whole time talking about? I think a more interesting argument would be if I was in uh, Drew, what would what would prompt me to take Drew's position I at so this well. point? Um, I think the way they phrased it, that might be what they want, but it, it seems like they're kind of looking for like that opposite approach. But I, I do agree with you that I think it would be a little more interesting to say, like, what would convince you, Jackson? OK, well, incorrect? yeah, my answer, my answer to their question would be everything I guess I said throughout the entirety of this debate, because that is all the proof. And that's as much as I can do to argue. So, I mean, like that is right. That's what it's asking. Um, as for what would convince me to flip in Drew's position. Um, I don't know if I could ever flip in Drew's position, but something that would make me say, I don't support Russia anymore in their military operation is if they decided that they were going to roguely start attacking civilians um, that would be something if they disproportionately decided to escalate the war. That's something. Um, those are two big ones. OK. Uh, and what about uh, you, Drew? So uh, I, I think we'll keep on theme with that. Um, what would change your mind uh, at this point if you found out what would, like is there a piece of information that you can think of that you'd be like, OK, uh, the war in Russia is justified? What would be something that you would would turn your table kind of deal. Look, if Ukraine had launched an invasion of Russia in 2022, um, that brutally targeted civilians, that was, um, you know, 
a, a war of imperial conquest. It was it was based on the magical thinking that there was no such thing as a Russian nation and that all Russians must be subordinated to the Ukrainians. Then I would not support Ukraine. So you would have to basically flap. You'd basically have to flip the entire scenarios from Russia being the aggressor and Ukraine being the defender to Ukraine being the aggressor and Russia being the defender. That would be the one thing that would change my mind. But that's not happening because Russia is ultimately the one that launched the war of aggression and uh, imperial conquest. All right. Let's try to continue on from there. Uh, so uh, that was uh, no pay we got from that. Harlod, uh, Harlod, Shacklebot, $5. Uh, can you just Google his opinion already, Jackson? He has a mainstream media source for you to explain. Um, so we can move on from there, but I think they're calling uh, you out a little bit, Drew, uh, and talking to Jackson. I think they're calling you out for using mainstream talking points. Um, so you guys can elaborate on that if you'd like, or we can just move on because it's not super, you know, we kind of hammered, I think, those ideas, but it's up to you guys. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like we've covered a lot of ground already regarding that. Like, we've done like three hours worth of discussion. I think we've covered uh, where we think our arguments are coming from. So I'm sorry if we don't get into too much elaboration, but we do uh, have a lot of super chats that uh, have a bit more to them. So we're just going to continue. Um, question for you, though, that's uh, a little off the wall. Uh, why you got a go boss Z for $5 says, Drew, would you consider a debate with the guy from the Duran? Maybe from where? Sorry, from the Duran. It's called or Duran. I'm not sure. It says maybe it could be set up. That might be somebody to look into. So if you don't know who it is, you know we'll check it out and spell it. I, have, I, don't, know. I don't know. D U R A N. Look, I don't know who they're referring to right now. So I have no idea either. So let's continue on yeah. and keep it on uh, on point. But we'll check that out later. But thanks for the uh, suggestion there. Uh, you go, boss, and your five dollars uh, uh, in the super chat there. Threat to democracy. Um, now you need to stop popping up here in my copy and paste list. H and L nine ninety nine. Drew, your moral crusade for Ukraine children will not denuclearize Russia. Free trade and expanding pacifying Western culture uh, over people surrender nukes South Africa. And then it says, don't kill me. I'm not sure if that's... Uh, so hey, I, sorry, what was it? So I think the overall thing here is your moral crusade for Ukraine children will not denuclearize Russia. Free trade and expandifying... Uh, so they're saying that pre free trade and expanding pacifying Western culture... Uh, will so I'm not, yeah, okay. I'm not I, sure I don't really know like I mean not really sure necessarily what they're trying to get at like I don't think countries change through trade pretty much Rus Russia and China have basically demonstrated the fallacy of that idea all right let's continue on um now, there's a new one. My name is Jeffrey. $10. JP, does the West similarly enslave country through predatory IMF loans? Doesn't the West support the Islamist, known for human rights abuses in Syria, as admitted by the U.S. DOD, concern you? Over to you there, Jackson. 
you know what I ju- so what was the question again? We've been going on for so long. I understand. Um, and it's getting a something bit. about the IMF. <laughs> the IMF enslaves everybody. So here here's the point I'll make about the IMF. The reason why Drew is such a cuck to the West is because the West will go to any extent imaginable to try and preserve the dollar and preserve their hold on not only uh, resource production, but, you know, um, making sure that they have appropriate buyers. And this war in Ukraine, there's a lot of reasons for it. But the main reason for this, uh, the main reason for the coup, the main reason for the Western effort to depose Putin is that they are worried that Russia is sovereign. They are worried that Russia and China are sovereign. They're working together. They're building bricks. They're going to replace the dollar global reserve currency. Uh, They're worried that Russia is one of the largest commodity holding nations and commodities producing nations in the world and that they had a pretty good relationship with Europe prior to this war beginning. And they're worried that at the end of the day, Russia and China might be able to uh, overpower Western hegemonic forces in terms of, uh, you know, purchasing power, GDP, uh, their international relations. And that is also now happening because, uh, well, BRICS already surpasses the EU and there's 30 30 plus countries applying to join BRICS. And that is without a doubt going to surpass uh, the economic holds that the West has held for so many years upon the rest of the world in a chokehold. And um, that's why this is all happening. I mean, it, it does have to do with economics. It has to do with the Malthusian economic agenda that is pushed by so many in the West. And um, it's age-old fight of, you know, should we produce more and grow more, whether it was communism, whether it's, you know, whatever we have in Russia today or the communism of China versus the Western degrowth Malthusian agenda of degrowth and depopulation. All right, let's try continuing. And um, from my name is Jeffrey again for $10. Thanks again, Jeffrey. JP, isn't there a hypocrisy in claiming NATO slash EU stands for anti-IMP or anti-IMP while they are supporting... I'm going to... I'm going to butcher this while they are supporting Azerbaijan Bajan, and its ethnic cleansing of Armenians and Artsakh via cutting supply from entering the region. Excuse me if I butchered that, but uh, I hope that all makes sense. Isn't there hypocrisy in claiming NATO slash EU stands for anti imp while they are supporting Azerbaijan and its ethnic cleansing of uh, Armenians and the Arsac. Actually, I, I actually am very angry about the EU um, supporting Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan is waging pretty open ethnic cleansing and genocidal warfare against the Armenians. I very much oppose um, the EU gas deals with Azerbaijan. That's a horrible thing that they're doing. All right. Any thoughts there, uh, Jackson, where that was for you, or uh, do you want to continue on from there? That might be a moment um, of agreement. Yeah, if there's any number of countries you could point to. Uh, the former Yugoslavia, Libya, I think, are the ones that most people point to. All right. Let's continue on. Um, Otter for $5. Actually, yeah, let's see here. Uh, Otter, um, in quotations, I think we should kill, kill, kill Ukrainians. There can't be any other talk. Dugin said in one video addressed to his followers at the time in August 21st, 2022, simple Google search. So 
do either of you know who this Duggan guy is that they're talking about or Dugan or Dugan. Yeah, I, I mean, like I, I Drew probably wants me to respond that uh, he's already we've we've discussed this. But, you know, I already claimed I don't support the killing of civilians in Ukraine. Um, I think everyone knows Dugan's talking about the Ukrainian government and military apparatus. Uh, but even that, I don't support the killing of the uh, government. Uh, I think they should be dealt with at an international tribunal, but I don't support their killing. And um, I think that, uh, you know, Dugan, his daughter was killed by Ukrainian intelligence car bombing operation. He's probably very upset. And that's why he said that. All right. And your thoughts on that, Drew? Because I think, uh, I think Dugan, Dugan called for. Dugan called for the genocide of Ukrainians in 2014. That quote's from 2014. Um, and that's why he was targeted by the Ukrainians with the uh, attempted assassination. Unfortunately, they didn't get Dugan. They got his daughter. His daughter was still a genocidal uh, supporter of uh, the invasion of Ukraine. So, but but it's a sad thing that they didn't get Dugan. I mean, Dugan is a straight up genocide heir. He wants genocide against Ukrainians. That's what he's been pushing for more than, yeah, like almost nine years now. And um it's just sad that Ukraine hasn't gotten Dugan yet. All right. Uh, let's continue on here. And I'm so sorry uh, if anybody in the super chat feels like uh, we didn't get around to uh, digging into your question. Uh, you, you know, whatever answer we do get, that is how our uh, our speaker is answering that question. So, uh, uh, you know, and any confusion, we will try to sort out. So, uh, I don't when, know, Wait, I, I have a question. When did Dugan say that? Like, can you cite the actual source? But like where? Because I always see people say that he said that and and there I've never seen any evidence. I just I've never really cared because there's so many lies, but just find the the moment in which he said that for me. And it, you can take some time, but uh I, I actually have the original Facebook post, but it's in Russian and I obviously don't speak Russian. Okay, well can you like send it to me on Twitter? Yes, I'll I'll share it on Twitter. All right. Can I if, did you want to do that now or did you want to carry on with the Q&A? I don't mind. Oh, yeah, continue on. on. I'm going to look at it. All right. Yeah, because we can do screen shares. We can do review. That's fine. Um, so let's continue on. Outer for another $5. If Putin is not a dictator, then why did he get rid of term limits? He was a president for two terms, eight years, and in his and is on his 11th consecutive year. Putin? If Putin is not a dictator, then why did he get rid of term limits? That's okay, why did Angela Merkel serve for like 10 plus years as Chancellor of Germany? Is she a dictator? Drew, I'm still, like I'm, Drew, Drew, I'm still waiting for the... Uh... I'm, I'm posting it now. I'm posting it now. Firstly, I don't even like Merkel. She's an idiot. But secondly, like... Man, you can't you can't vote against Putin in Russia. It's a it's impossible. You can't oppose him. Do you think an, a, a Russian election could depose Putin? It's impossible. All right. Well, let's continue on. Uh, threat to democracy. Democracy. Four ninety nine. Um, you need to stop popping up here. All right. Uh, Harold Sullivan. Yeah, I was gonna say nothing wrong with his question. It's just that I must have copied and pasted it at least three times here. So I I'm, I keep reading it and I'm like, how did that get here again? Harold Sullivan, four ninety nine, um, or yeah, Harold. In the past, Drew called for breaking up of Russia through NATO intervention. So by his Drew, logic, Drew, where's the, where's the, where's I'm the? I'm posting it, Jackson. Give it a second, man. How long does it take to post this? Because I'm, I'm, I, I'm giving the exact image. I thought you said you had the Facebook post. 
All right. So yes, I'm getting it. I'm finally. And 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 by the way, again, you claimed that he called for the genocide and the mass killing of Ukrainians. So let's hope that's in there because I. Yes, I, I've got the genocide one, and I'm getting the kill, kill, kill one. The kill, kill, kill one was why he got sacked from his um position at a Russian university. Okay, so let's see it. I'm getting it. All right. When you get that, just let us know, and we'll do a screen share. We'll check it out. That's no problem. Um, you know, it always adds better context. So uh, the question is uh, from Harold Sullivan, 499. In the past, Drew has called for the breaking up of Russia through NATO intervention. By his logic, he would be no better than Duggan. So no. Uh, over to you, Drew. No, because I've called for the decolonization of Russia and the imprisoned uh, indigenous peoples of Russia. I've not called for the uh, military breakup of Russia. I'm calling for decolonization. Drew, do you support the decolonization of America too? Um, I, I certainly support self-determination for first for for the indigenous peoples of America. So you support like the United States? So yes, you say certainly be my reparations and things like this. No, but do you support decolonization, like America turning the land back to uh, Indians? In, in some cases, yes. Uh, what about the Indians who took the land from other Indians? Do you think that those Indians should then give the land back to the first Indians who had it? That's uh, that is something that the colonizers like to say. They like to pretend that um, there was no, there were no indigenous peoples in the original area. They like to pretend that um, you know, indigenous peoples. When did I say that? No, this is the subtext of what you're saying. No, I'm saying that, I'm saying Indians had fights over different territory over not, years. Not, not, not in every single case. Yeah, but hypothetically, if we gave the land back to a certain tribe of Indians, like the Ahichman Indians, uh, would you say to those Ahichman that they should then turn the land back over to the Indians that held the land prior to the Ahichman? Listen, listen, Jackson, what I'm talking about is in some cases, there should be land redistributions for Indigenous peoples. It's very, it's very simple, very obvious. You know, there, there should be there should be more economic opportunity for indigenous peoples. If considering America and Canada and Australia are democracies and we can democratically vote on these resolutions, we should, we should do this democratically. We should talk about, you know, self-determination for indigenous peoples. And we should talk about, you know, uh, reparations for past historical injustices. We should talk about that democratically, but considering Russia is not a democracy, I support efforts to, um, to break up the current regime there and uh, help the indigenous peoples who are imprisoned and colonized. I support giving um I support giving uh the Novorossiya region back to the indigenous Russians and I also support giving Kiev I also that's, that's I'm not done, I'm not, like, done. not indigenous to that area I'm if anything Russia wiped out the indigenous Tatar inhabitants of that area I'm not done I'm also um supportive of the idea of turning the uh Kiev Oblast region over to the indigenous mongols that's fucking stupid man well the the mongol invasion russia, and... russia was the country that was occupied by the mongols it was not ukraine kiev was not occupied by mongols oh so you admit that uh when you make that faulty argument that you made it starting off our debate that uh kiev rus was actually ukrainian and that wasn't all right yes it was it was kiev and rus was ukrainian the mongols did not take kiev uh they did take kiev actually you want to make a bet on that? Okay, fair. So they did. They did take the take here, but fucking idiot. But, uh, but, fucking but, idiot. Uh, 
but I, I think Turn it's very Kiev uh, over Russia, back to the Mongols. Russia, Russia spent centuries under the Mongols, whereas Ukraine comparatively had a, a far lesser historical experience there. Uh, Kiev spent uh, the better part of the 13th century under the Mongols, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, listen, I mean, I say we turn Kiev back over to the Mongols, indigenous Mongols. I think we should t- turn Russia back over to the indigenous Mo- Mongol inhabitants of um, who, who conquered Russia during the 14th century. Only if we turn Kiev also and all of Ukraine over to the Mongols. Uh, no, I, I disagree with that. All right. Well, let's continue on. Um, Dana McWhite, 499. Why does Ukraine have streets named after Nazis, stadiums, and holidays for war criminals that are World War II that killed Jews? I'm just going to straight up say I don't like Bandera. I'm just going to say straight up I don't like Bandera. I don't like the... Um, the ON, the uh, radical extremist right wing in Ukraine. I don't like that. And I don't like um, how they ignore the history of that because, you know, they, they, they were, they, the ON carried out ethnic cleansing against Poles and Jews. And that is just horrific. It, it should, it's wrong, should be historically remembered. And, um, you know, Zelensky, but, but let's not, let's not get bogged down in, in uh, the details here because Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, elected by 70% of the Ukrainian people. Zelensky is the descendant of Holocaust victims themselves, and the radical right wing today in Ukraine is marginalized because they didn't even get 2%. They didn't even clear the 2% threshold to enter the parliament. So the radical right is not in is not represented in Ukrainian politics. Uh, so he, Drew is doing this uh, stupid goalposting where he says, oh, you know, I don't want to talk about this. Let's not talk about this. Okay, but Drew supports all the ideological inheritors of Stefan Bondera and the OUN. No, I don't. Uh, he supported the takeover of Petro Poroshenko, who posthumously gave the Hero of Ukraine award to Stefan Bondera. Uh, and, you know, everyone who's pro-Ukraine, they talk about how there's no Nazis in the Ukrainian Verkhovna Rada, the parliament, or the government post-2019. But they never bring up 2014 to 2019 because that's when you had all of the um, you had all the Ukrainian nationalists, Azovites, right sector, Trident. You had all these figures in the Verkhovna Narada. You had Olya Tanyabuk within the presidential administration, and uh, he was actually involved in the negotiations that they were trying to pursue before there was a coup, representing, of course, the nationalists and the coup backers. And um, so, you know, Drew Goalpost, he says, I don't support these people, but he supports their ideological inheritors who are now leading up um, a lot of these nationalist military ranks. And Drew, I'm still waiting on the uh, comment from Dugan where he supported genociding Ukraine and killing. Yes, Ukraine. I posted it. I just posted it then on my Twitter. All right, let's just try to. All right, so if you wanna, if you wanna do a screen share, uh, we can check it out together if you'd like uh, in real time. That might be useful for our uh, live chat as well. Um, are you guys okay with that? Yeah, yeah, I'll send. Yeah, if you can share your screen here, um, just choose which one. And hey, then... I just, I just um read, I just message it to you on Twitter. Okay, I was gonna say I can't share my screen on this end where I'm hosting as well, so you'd have to share on your end if you want to uh, put it on the live stream. If not, that's okay. We can continue on with Q and A, but uh, it might be, it might be something that can drive some context as far as what you guys were talking about. So it's up to you. Uh, I just have to. Hang on. Yeah, take your time. So, Sorry, did you have a question there, uh, Jackson? 
So this says Ukraine needs to be cleansed of idiots. Did you want to share your screen there, Jackson, and watch it from your side? Well, the quote is, I'll, I'll read out the quote. Okay. That works too, I guess. Ukraine needs to be cleansed of idiots. A genocide of credence suggests itself. Credence who are virulent, close from the voice of Lodzos, deadly, and in addition to this, extremely stupid. I don't believe that these are Ukrainians. Ukrainians are a fine Slavic people, but these are some race of bastards that emerge from the sewage. So he's saying, I like some Ukrainians, but the others have to be genocided. That is what Jugan said. Okay. Um... Well, that's his opinion. Yeah, and he's a key ideologue of the Kremlin regime. Uh, no, he's never met key Putin. Key ideologue so of the know. Kremlin regime. And he's, he's, never met, he's never met Putin, so I don't know why you're saying that. But um, what he's clearly saying is that there's certain people within Ukraine that represent a very toxic Nazi ideology. And it is, <laughs> sure. it is no different. Well, that's, that's your definite. That's your interpretation. Well, no, he it's not an interpretation. Genocide. Let me read it. Right. Calls for genocide, straight up calls for genocide. No, no, no. He said Ukraine needs to be cleansed of idiots, a genocide of Cretans. Okay. So he's saying. People... Oh, okay. So, so because he defines them as Cretans, then it's, then it's a justified genocide. I'm not justifying anything. I'm just simply saying this is no different than Putin's stated goal of denazification. All right, let's sorry, continue what? on. Wait, sorry, say that again. Say that again, Jackson. This is no different than Putin's stated goal of denazification. Yes, because that is actually cover for genocide. The, the term denazification is actually a term that the Russians are using to mean genocide of the Ukrainian people. I'm and not justifying fact, anything. The fact here, that you actually say statement calling for genocide is representative of denazification is very all, telling. All I'm saying here is that you think that anyone who promotes the war effort of Russia should be killed. That's your words, not mine. No, 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 uh, no. I'm only you, saying the top couple propagandists in Russia. So, for example, Solovyov, Dugin, these are the people that are justified military targets. I'm not saying that well, Jackson should. I don't you believe said, that. You said Dugan's daughter, and she's not a high-ranking official. She's not popular. She's well, as I said, it, it's unfortunate official. that they got it. She's not a journalist. As, look, she's look, Jackson. A, no, you look, keep Jackson. saying that it's unfortunate Jackson. that Dugan Jackson. wasn't also killed. Yeah, I know. It, it's and sad. So look, let me just finish look, my they statement. They could have gotten Dugan without let's, Naya. Let's, let me just let, finish let's my let, statement. Let's, uh, yeah, we'll let you finish up there, Jackson, and then we'll kick it back over to you, Drew. So I'm not justifying anything. I think anyone who justifies this should have their YouTube channel banned but what I'm saying is that Putin has a stated goal of there's Nazis in Ukraine who won't stop killing the ethnic Russians despite however many peace deals. So we need to pursue denazification. And that is no different than the statement that Dugan put forward. Yes, because Dugan is calling for genocide and Putin is also calling for genocide. And you're calling for a genocide of those that didn't even no. participate. No, no, no. Let me finish. No, no you're no, calling. That's no, wrong. yes. It's a lie. You're you're calling Dalia Dugina is not a genocide. Jackson. Let me let me finish. You're calling for a genocide of those who quote unquote in a high profile way aided and abetted the war effort. No 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 no, Jackson. If they could have gotten Dugan without his daughter, that would have been much better. Would have been much better. I agree. However, it's unfortunate they got his daughter. Why did daughter you say? Why did you say she deserved so to I'm, die earlier in this debate? You said she deserved. Because I'm to not die. going to. I'm not going to like shed tears for her because she did support the genocide of Ukraine. So I'm not well, going to. That's different. Shed that's different than saying she deserved to die. Well, look. In some sense, she did deserve it morally. Um, I, I, I think it would have been better if they got his her father if it rather than her. But, but look, like. At the end of the day, she supported the genocide of the Ukrainian people. She went to Russian-occupied areas of, of Ukraine. She was supporting genocide. 
And she was a justified military target, just as like, you know, for example, the editor of Durst Duma was a justified target at the end of the um at, so, at the end of World War so journalists now are justified. No, she's not a journalist. Targets. She's a Russian state television propagandist. And Solovyov is also a justified military target. So is Okay, Jenkins. so so does that make the host of CNN during the Iraq war a justified military target for all Iraqis? No, because CNN's not state media. Really? Why? Yeah, I don't like CNN. I don't watch it, but it's not the same as Russian television propaganda. What about to NPR or the BBC? Again, I don't really watch them. I don't really. No, no, like no, no. This brings up. They a don't have. They don't have editorial policy. Their no, editorial no, no. Let me finish this. Let me finish this. We talked over me government. the entire debate, so let me finish this. So, as the BBC is championing the cause of Tony Blair to take this genocidal war in Iraq on for the British people, you're telling me that BBC hosts who are championing this are not justified military targets for all Iraqis, but Russian, uh, you know, state media hosts or people who've appeared on Russian state TV in a high profile sense who've championed the war cause of Russia are justified military targets. Do you understand the logic? I, 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 will, I will list to you the justified military target. Solovyov, Dugin, a, a couple other top Russia television propagandists inside Russia, because these are the people that are actually trying to recruit people to go kill innocent Ukrainians. This is very obvious. These people support genocide. They're calling for genocide right now. I'm not. I'm not calling for. You know, I, I'm saying targeted on Solovyov and Dukin. That's very justified, I think. And also, you know, Prigozhin, some of the top Wagner leaders. You know, these are military targets. And you know, if they weren't supporting, if they weren't invading Ukraine, if they weren't trying to torture innocent people and kill innocent people, then they wouldn't be military targets. Pretty obvious, isn't it? Do you think that um, the Iraqi military would have justification in taking out the president and or the prime minister, whatever dumb shit you have in your country and the entire administrative cabinet of Australia? Obviously, obviously yeah. I wouldn't have agreed with that. They would have tried it because it's a war. But what, Russia is it just a war military Ukraine. target? No, because I'm, I'm not. I, th this is stupid. Why? Because The commander because in chief? Because I didn't support no, the Iraqi so, military. So, I'm, so, I'm saying so, it's, in a war, so, they probably so, tried to do that. So the commander in chief, Putin, for example, so, is trying to. All right, let's let Jackson so, speak, please. Nobody can guns. hear when you're both so talking the, over each other. Actually, we'll we'll no, let Drew wrap it up. We'll. I, yeah, I, was gonna say, I, I know that you're. I just your whole argument here because you oh, just you told me. We're gonna I did because no, I just I just exposed the whole fraud of your argument. So you're telling me that the commander in chief of a military is not a just military target. Oh, they would have tried to target. Like obviously, but you said that okay. it's not a just right, military right, target. Listen, let me finish Jackson, talking. Jackson, let's let Jackson. Drew. You said that the Australian. It's pretty obvious. All right, Jackson. Let's let Drew and Jack to I'm just going to mute you if you're going to do this. I'll just mute you for my audience. Can I respond? Thank you. Yeah, as soon as I'm done. Well, sorry, Jackson. Uh, you did interrupt him first. In no, I'm I'm going to finish my statement here because he interrupted me before right, we'll that. Give you, so we'll give you 15 seconds. Commander in chief, the commander in chief, the commander in chief of Australia is somehow not a just military target, but a 29-year-old girl who's a journalist who goes on Russian state TV is a just military target. Your argument is bullshit. No, let me let me respond. Let me respond. I'm saying, look, if I was the Iraqi military during 2003, they would have tried it, and they started a war. It, it, it makes sense, but I don't support the Iraqi military, so that's why I'm against it. But on the basis of principle, you'd recognize that the commander in chief, at least, is a just military target, right? Look, military commanders are justified military targets. That's pretty obvious. That doesn't mean that I would necessarily agree with killing, you know, a prime minister. I don't agree with that because I'm not. I'm not supporting the Iraqi military. But 
I'm against I'm against Daya Dugina because she's supporting the invasion of an innocent country. Okay, but she's not a military commander. She essentially helped. She essentially made herself a combatant by going to occupied Mariupol and so, and trying to recruit people to the military, trying to trying to support the genocide of Ukraine. But the host of the BBC is not a just military target during Iraq. No, it's not a just military target because the BBC is not controlled by the Kremlin. But it's controlled by the British government. No, it's not. It's yeah, editorial it is. not dictated by the British government. Well, so does RT. No, RT is controlled by the Kremlin and its editorial line is pushed by the Kremlin. BBC is controlled by the British government, but it is not actually, it's, it's funded by the British government, but it doesn't have an editorial line that is directed by the British government. Actually, you're wrong about that because there's been countless reporters on RT who have criticized the Russian government and even criticized things like the annexation of Crimea. So um, you're wrong about that. And the British government fell exactly in line with the uh, Blair administration, or the BBC fell directly in line with the, the Blair administration when he took their country to war in Iraq. And somehow you're saying that RT is a justified military target, but or or toss or I'm whoever saying, you're talking about. Jackson, I'm not saying the average RT journalist. I'm not supporting that. I'm talking about the top propaganda figures in Russia today. Dugan Solovyov. These people are military targets because they are every okay, day. So, so Dugan's daughter, Dugan's daughter, Daria Dugina, 29 year old woman who was on Russian state TV. And she wasn't even a host. She was just on it. So she is a just military target. But the host of the Dugan, look, it would have been better but, if they got. But, 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 but the, the hosts of the BBC championing the war in Iraq are not just military targets for the Iraqi military. I don't support the Iraqi military. All right. Well, let's continue on uh, where we've uh, kind of divulged into that there. Uh, Drew, Ukraine. Oh, sorry. From Dana McWhite. Oh, well, I, like, you know, according to, according to, uh, here's a source. She's the chief editor of a di disinformation website run by Prigozhin who controls Wagner. So yeah, she's a fucking combatant because Prigozhin is a combatant. All right. Where's so your proof for that? He's working directly for Wagner. Yes. Combatant. I, combatant. Where's your proof for that? I don't want to have to cut you off there, but I, I'll, uh, I will, I will say you the if, yeah, as I say, uh, we, we have been going for almost three and a half hours here and we do have a few more super chats to get through um i know that's a little bit more than what you guys probably signed up for originally when we had uh pitched this but uh you you guys are, yeah i do have to head soon yeah as i say i mean i'm letting you guys drive the conversation where you guys want to put it but yeah um, i got one more question so how is dugan you you mentioned that dugina was on russian tv or something how is dugan who's just a philosopher never met putin how is he a justified military target Dugan's not just a philosopher. He was advocating the genocide of Ukrainians, and he was directly employed by Malafiev, as Malafiev was working for the Kremlin. So, yes, Dugan was a Kremlin operative. Appointed to what? Dugan, Dugan was the top propagandist on Malafiev's propaganda channel. That was, and Malafiev is a top Putin ally. So, okay, yes, Dugan, these Dugan are journalists. Is a, part of the Russia state apparatus. These are journalists, philosophers who've never met with Putin. They're not journalists and philosophers. They're enemy combatants. He's a philosopher. He never went to war. He never made a war. Dugan is a combatant. The point he's saying, he's calling for a genocide against Ukrainians. He's a combatant. Uh, that unfortunately does not, uh, for your argument here, make anyone a combatant calling for a genocide of a certain people. Um it just simply doesn't. Maybe not. Maybe not. Not maybe not legally under international law, but it is certainly morally justified. Well, you've had no regard for international law throughout the duration of this conversation. Neither so. have the Russians. 
All right, let's try to continue on because we do like. If you cared about international law, you would be against the Russian invasion of Ukraine. All right, let's try to continue on. So, do college uh, professors do college professors who champions the war in Iraq uh, at at Harvard or Princeton University are they just military targets because they were calling for the genocide of the Iraqi people based on a lie? All right, hold there on. was no genocide of the Iraqi people. I, I am against the Iraqi war, but there wasn't a genocide of the Iraqi people. And I, I also fundamentally do not. There's support far more them. of a genocide. Let's... There's a far more. Now, last thing here. There's far more of a genocide against the people of Iraq with millions dead than the uh, the the tallies right now in the statistics of civilians dead in Ukraine, which amasses to about like 8000. I, I am fine. I'm fine. Sorry, Drew. I don't want to. I don't mean to cut you off there. I am fine to let the conversation keep going in the open format. But I, I will say that we do have enough questions that I think whatever you guys need to get out of your system as far as like the talking points, I think we're going to get to them. Because, um, uh, like I said, we do have enough super chats here that uh, if we keep having uh, back and forth, uh, we might not get yeah, through all I, of them. I get it. I get it. Sorry, Drew needs that. to get a bunch of Drew needs to get a bunch of lipids out of his system as well. Well, I was gonna say, uh, you know, I I, I got to get my stardom out here as well. You know, everybody have a look. Right here, I am. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Drew from Dana McWhite, nine ninety nine. Drew, Ukraine has government websites that sell Ukraine women for prostitution online. I can send Lies. you over 10 links of this. It sounds like, Dana, you might be a bit of a salesman. Are you trying to sell us something here? I'm not sure what's going on. Let's continue on from there. Um, Damien, $5. Jackson, you cry about uh, Dagina, but are silent about Russia bombing Ukraine citizens. Exactly. Millions of refugees. Oh, let's let me read the questions. You are silent about Russia bombing Ukrainian citizens and causing millions of refugees. How dare you? They say in a Christopher Hit, Christopher Hitchens type way at the end there. How dare you? So uh, they're saying uh, you cry about uh, Dagana, but are silent about Russia bombing Ukraine citizens and causing millions of refugees. Thoughts on that, Jackson? Exactly. I shed no tear over the crimes of Nazis. And the only reason why I um eh, why I have no no problem with what the Russians are doing is because the Ukrainians have turned these civilian hostage situations into active military targets. Amnesty International proved that, and Drew is still fat. Jackson supports the genocide of the Ukrainian people. He supports mass murder, torture, rape of children and women in Ukraine. And he wants us to cry over Daria Dugina. Fuck that. I'm not going to cry over Daria Dugina. Right. She supported the genocide. She supported the rape and torture and murder of civilians too. Well, you guys opened the door on the uh, on the ad homs there. So uh, I did everything I could live chat to try to keep it uh, keep it civil here. But uh, we, we're, we're getting extra juicy. And uh, there's not a whole lot I can do about that because I don't want to be uh, putting these guys on mute every couple of minutes here. Um, and, and, you know, they're not talking over each other too much. There's a bit of interruption, but we're doing what we can. So uh, Smithy for five dollars. Drew, why you support acts of terrorism on civilian by car bombing and call yourself a human right activist. Don't dodge this question by using your dog. So there's been a couple of questions here. We're just going to wrap them all up about something about a car bombing. I don't know. Yeah, Dalia Dugina was killed in a car bomb. As I said, it would have been prefer it would have been much more preferable if they got her father, who was you know the basically the top Russia pro genocide propagandist today. Would have been much more preferable if they got her father. 
Daya herself did, however, work for Wagner, and she was a supporter of genocide in Ukraine. She did not and work for Wagner. That's a lie. She, she worked. She worked for Wagner's chief, Prigozhin. No, that's a lie. And and these, if you're talking about terrorism, she's the one. She, her father, Prigozhin, Solovyov, every day they're advocating terror bombing raids on Ukrainian civilians. They're advocating the genocide of Ukrainians. Hundreds of thousands no have been killed. Hundreds shit. of thousands of civilians have been yeah. killed already. The Russians, the Putin and the Russians, they, they were crowing over how they were going to starve and freeze the Ukrainians to death in the winter. They were crowing about that. They've targeted civilian no infrastructure at the very start of the conflict. They've carried out genocidal war crimes all across the country. And if you're going to talk about, oh, Daya Dugina, that's an act of terrorism. No, the act of terrorism is Russia invading Ukraine and terrorizing the Ukrainian people. Just yesterday, we saw school children terror terror ter in terror fleeing okay, for their wrap lives. it up wrap it up I, you're you're saying wrap it up about stop school crying stop crying praying. wrap it up so exactly again crocodile tears Jackson right, let's, 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 Jackson let's thinks it's funny that ukrainian school children are terrorized jackson thinks it's funny when ukrainian school children are terrorized by missiles indiscriminately hitting Kiev, Jackson thinks it's funny. So if anyone here is inhumane and supporting terrorism, it's Jackson, not me. I'm supporting Ukraine's effort to defend itself. And the people who, the, the top up. Russian propagandists inside, inside Russia who Wrap support genocide, they should not live comfortable lives. Wrap it up. Let's, let's, Wrap it up. Yeah, we, okay, no, I have to respond briefly to that. That's so, fine. But we want to try to keep no, it to 30 seconds if that's cool. Okay, and please okay, so please don't interrupt me for the next 30 seconds. So um what's so crazy and and just blatantly asinine about Drew's argument here is he says, Well, Daria Dugina, who is a journalist, should be killed by the Ukrainians because she allegedly, I don't even buy this, I haven't seen this, but let's just take his argument at face value. She allegedly was a journalist for a media outlet that was owned by the Wagner chief. Shut the fuck up, you fat fuck. So she was a journalist for the uh, journalistic outlets that was in part owned by Evgeny Prigozhin, who also in coordination with owning many businesses, uh, he owns, you know, he owns, I guess, this, this journalistic outlet. So, and he owns Wagner. So by that logic, then you could make the argument that a janitor at the White House is a justified military target for the Iraqi military during no, the because Daya was not a janitor. She was a fucking top propagandist of the Russian regime, advocating genocide, helping recruit people to yeah, kill. Yeah, kill and, and you know, I also say that if it wasn't for every janitor, every single gardener at the White House, the goals and the stated, uh, you know, day-to-day -day so Why don't you say that, Jackson? Jackson, why don't you, goals, why don't you say that? Do you goals, support killing White goals, House staff? All right, the, I'm going to no, inject the question not. here. The we goal, got another the question. Goals and the, the goals in the stated tasks, daily tasks of the White House would never be able to be completed. And okay, uh, so you want to say this whole, whole, this wrap whole argument, this whole argument does fall apart when you ask Drew the simple question, Drew, do you support the Ukrainian military attacking Russian civilians? No. Really? I don't support attacking civilians, only the top propagandists and military. I, I support Ukraine defending itself, destroying the Russian military top Russian government leaders and top Russian government propagandists who are mobilizing support for the war. All right. Do you disagree um, with the recent events in which the Ukrainians sent explosive strapped drones in uh, into Moscow and hit civilian targets? 
What 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 do you have to say about you, Russia hitting civilian targets in every day of the war for fucking four hundred and fifty days? It's a simple question. There's nothing to say on that. Simple question. Simple question. You support you civilian instruction taxed by Russia every day. All right, let's continue on. No, question? we're not. We're not continuing on with this this such type a, of in, dialogue. Such insane just hypocrisy. We have, Answer the question. You're asking me. We have Q and A. We have Q and A, and it is not. Yet the Ukrainians are suffering. Sorry, the drill. Question. All right. Like I said, I don't want to. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna open up the you Zoom call. The don't make me open up the Zoom call. I'm trying to keep an eye on the YouTube. All right, come on, guys, keep things easy on me if you can. All right, open question. Putin is good. Discuss. That's from Captain Waffles. We're going to do one minute back and forth. We're going to try not to interrupt each other and try not to speak about each other the best that we can. So over to you, Drew. One minute. Putin's good. Discuss. War criminal. Uh, genocide. Air. Somebody who wants to return Russia, Ukraine, centuries into the past, into a past of imperial conquest and sardom and mass repression. He is one of the biggest thieves in the world because he has stolen so much from the Russian people. Um, and, you know, this is somebody who has sanctioned the rape of Ukrainian civilians, the torture of Ukrainian civilians, the bombing of Ukrainian civilians, the rape of Ukrainian civilians. You, Ukrainian kids have been raped by Russian troops at, at points in this war. So, so Putin is responsible for all these crimes. He's a horrible war criminal. He's a horrible, horrible genocidal war criminal. And the world will be so much better when Putin is denazified and he goes to hell. And he goes to hell and he, he endures 10,000 years of hell as punishment for his crimes. All right, over to you, Jackson. One minute there. Putin's good. Thoughts? It's funny, the, the commander-in-chief of the war criminals of the Australian military is not a justified military target, but Drew wants Putin dead. Okay, so, um, yeah, Putin is good. I don't like everything Putin's done, but overall, I mean, like, you can anyone it's really... It's because Australia is good and... on everything. Oh, sorry, we muted you, Drew. Um, yeah, you need to shut your fat mouth, okay? No, do not. Um, if, I, if so, Like I said, if you say that so, one more time, I'm going to have to kick you out. i got so many super so, chats. So, I don't want you guys to break so the rules and get yourself booted. Alright, I back. will mute you as well because I'm talking right now and where I'm moderating this debate, I have to keep some level of control. We don't want to get it demonetized. We want to respect the rules and we don't want to drive our live chat away by just mudslinging. So let's try to follow okay. the rules that I've put forward here. I will, I will not kick you guys him, out. I'm sorry. I, I'm going to be I straight honest with that you. anymore. Thank so, you. So as long as he didn't, doesn't interrupt me. Okay. So, um, so, you know, anyways, Putin good. Yeah. I mean, no one can agree with everyone on everything, but uh, Putin overall is taking us into the multipolar world. He just like Stalin is putting up the main fight against Nazism as it presents itself in 2023. Um, you know, Stalin basically did it single-handed. I know Drew's like one of those LARPers that says, oh, what about Lin Lease? But no, it was Stalin who did it all. And uh, Lin Lease did basically nothing. And, you know, for two years, they refused to open up the Western Front. So um, Stalin based, Putin based, they're taking us into, Putin's taking us into a new multipolar order, freeing million of people from the economic cold that the West is. Uh, you know, placed around the necks of individuals in Africa and Latin America and, uh, you know, all across the world for so long. So I'm very happy to see Putin in power. All right. 
And uh, yeah, let's continue on with our super chats. And uh, like I say, don't don't take any personal offense anybody in the super chat. I'm just trying to keep everything uh, moving along here. As our subject of the debate is: Is Russia's war on Ukraine justified? Uh, that's what we're talking about. <clears throat> <clears throat> Excuse me. So, Alexandros, five euros. Why does Drew call Jadi Arslan Hydiat, bro, given he denies Greek and Armenian genocides, says Cyprus belongs to Turkey, and celebrates Hagia Sophia? No, I don't know what a lot of that means, so I'll let you expound. Over to you, Drew. You're still muted, Drew. Sorry, I'm going to get you off there. What's the question? So, the question is... Why does Drew call Jihadi Arslan Hadiat bro, given he denies Greek and Armenian genocides, says Cyprus belongs to Turkey, and celebrates Hagia Sophia? I don't know. This this is just CCP propaganda against one of the Uyghur journalists. Um, obviously, I disagree with Arslan on some things, but to call him a jihadi is fucking insane, and it just fits with the CCP propaganda method of calling all the Uyghurs terrorists. All right, let's continue on because we still got a lot of questions to get through here. And uh, the quicker we can get them wrapped up, the better, I imagine, at this point. Because we are going to uh, probably wrap up at around the four-hour point if we keep going the way we're going. So um, $5 from Otter says, please look up Scott Ritter on Google and see what shows up. Have Jackson explain his association with him. Um, I'll explain my association with him as soon as someone saves, saves Drew's dog and stops him from fucking his dogs. Okay, straight up, this is just fucking insane by Jackson. Jackson Jackson is friends with a known pedophile, somebody who was convicted as a sex offender, Scott Ritter. He tried to he you tried fuck to your dogs. You he tried to rape dogs. a fifteen year old. Scott Ritter tried to rape a fifteen year old and Jackson is friends with him. Jackson is friends with men. Jackson is friends with a Russian propagandist, Scott Ritter, who was convicted for trying to rape a fifteen year old, and he thinks it's funny. And he thinks, oh, blah, blah, blah. It's very funny that he's friends with a rapist pedophile. Funny, Why isn't it? Why do you it? fuck your dogs? You, you can decide just to not answer a uh, question very funny if you do Jackson. not want to. But if... Jackson yeah. can't answer. Jackson can't you answer. Fuck your dogs. Why can't you answer the question as to why you Jackson, fuck your dogs? You're friends with a rapist pedophile. Why? why, why right. You're friends with a rapist pedophile. Stop your dogs. Why do you fuck your dogs? You're friends with a rapist pedophile. Why do you fuck your dogs? Jackson, you can't you, answer to the right pedophile. I'm scratching my head here, guys, because if if this is all we have to offer, then there's nothing left to offer a live chat. So um, if, if you guys want to divulge into this, that's uh, up to you to do that in your own let space. The but you're state. not doing that here. We're not going to do any let the record state right now. I Like I said, this is the last chance. We're going to go through the super chats, and if you guys can't keep it together, if you can't be respectful, we're going to shut this down. All right? So... Last chance. Samir Farsane for $5. JH, Cold War against Ukraine. Euro neighbors aren't seeking NATO's protection from Ukraine. Russia supports U.S. enemies. What are you defending? What? That's from Samir Farsane. $5. Say, say it one more time. Cold War Please. wasn't against Ukraine. Euro neighbors aren't seeking NATO's protection from Ukraine. Russia supports U.S. enemies. What are you defending? Is that that's the question? I think I might have just put the emphasis on the wrong. What, what am I defending? Well, yeah, I, I mean, I don't. That was a very oddly phrased question. I, uh, I don't support the the deep state. Doesn't represent me. So you say America's enemies? Well, that's like George Bush's enemies. 
And uh, I've got far more in common with the uh, working class people of Russia who are patriots defending their SMO um, than I do with George Bush. And as for the Cold War, Ukraine actually was involved in the Cold War in a very interesting way. Uh, during the Cold War, the CIA utilized banderites and um, even after the fall of the Soviet Union, directly after, uh, CIA protected Bandera, hid him and encouraged him to pursue his bloody uh, violent clashes against uh, Soviet officials and civilians all throughout Ukraine. So, um, yeah, it was uh, obviously very involved in the Cold War. And it was a strategic point, just as it is today in this new hot proxy war with Russia. All right, let's continue on. Dana McWhite, 999. Drew, do you know Kiev is the original capital of Russia? Also, that's a lie about tanks from the 60s and 70s. You must be too young. The Cold War made Russia sell off everything. Lord of War. No, Russia is using tanks from... 60s and 70s are taking out tanks from the stockpiles right now and sorry what was the other part of the question they said uh, did you know that kiev is the original capital of russia no no russia russia didn't even exist as an independent entity until much later so kievan rus was more ukrainian than russian and russia didn't exist as an independent entity in its own right until much later in history all right let's continue on uh, for both of you, uh, we'll start over uh, on your side, Jackson. Uh, for one minute, why is the war taking so long? Uh, because Putin is not provoked by rogue terror attacks. And um, his only response to these rogue terror attacks has been either increased bombing of the uh, electrical infrastructure or increased bombing now of the intelligence HQs, which we just saw take place a few moments ago while we were streaming in Kiev. There was 10 major blasts in Kiev, probably another intelligence HQ getting blown up. And um, he doesn't let him dates, you know, noteworthy dates or anything like that sway them, sway the Russian military or do anything that would be seen as too escalatory or a bad strategy on the battlefield. Their goal is to slowly pick apart the Ukrainian military. And Bakhmut was a meat grinder. They achieved the goal of killing tens of thousands of Ukrainians in Bakhmut. Um, even the official leaked documents from the Pentagon reported on by the Washington Post proved that to be the case. And far less Russians died, Wagner fighters died in Bakhmut than Ukrainians. So the goal is being achieved by Russia slowly but surely. All right, let's continue on there. Uh, can I can I say something? Oh yeah, I guess, yeah. It was kind of uh, it was kind of directed at both of you. So yeah, we'll give you we'll give you up to thirty seconds uninterrupted there, and uh, we'll continue on. Russia lost up to hundred thousand casualties fighting in Bakhmut. Gherkin himself, one of the top Russian propagandists, the guy who started the war in the Donbass, he called it a self extermination on the part of the Russian military and on the part of Wagner. He said it was incompetence in the extreme. This is what the this is what actual Russian media propagandists are saying. So it's funny, like in the English language media, the Russian propagandists like Jackson Hinkle go, oh, you know, Russia's, uh, Russia's on the cusp of victory. We're so close to total victory. And then if you go listen to the actual Russian media propagandists inside Russia, like Strelkov and Gherkin, they, Strelkov, Gherkin, he's going, this was self-extermination. We lost so many men. It was a meat grinder for us. That's what Gherkin said. And um, every Russian 
military watcher knows it. They know it was a disaster. He said it was a military disaster because they took a city that's been wiped from the earth after 100,000 casualties, and it doesn't open up any new sections of the front for them. It doesn't create any new strategic opportunities for Russia. It's a disaster for Russia. Wagner, Wagner's actions in Bakhmut were actually a military disaster for Russia. It was one of the biggest theoric victories in history. All right, let's continue on. Chris Marlock, $10 for Drew. How does the United States and NATO expect to contain China when they have pushed Russia into the Chinese sphere? Isn't confrontation with China now dependent on Russian military defeat? That's for you, Drew. Russia had already decided upon a course of confrontation with the West, which would have ultimately put, pushed them into the arms of China anyway. So it is Putin, Putin and the decision makers in Russia unfortunately decided that they would prefer to be a uh, would prefer to be a Chinese vassal than to integrate into Europe and be a normal country because they were so intent on continuing Russia as an imperial project. They didn't want to just transform Russia into an ordinary nation state that could be integrated into Europe and integrated into the democratic world. Instead, they were focused on pillaging Russia for its natural resources, for their own natural, for their own wealth, and to distract the population from overthrowing them. They created hyper-nationalism to deflect attention, and this forced them into the, the furnace of Ukraine this is this is why they ultimately had to go into Ukraine. It's about regime survival for Putin, but ironically, it's all ultimately damages regime so much more. So I, I don't buy the whole uh, argument. Oh, we've got to contact. We've got to be friendly to with Russia to contain China. No, Russia already decided on a course that would set it on the path of becoming a Chinese vassal. Unfortunately, that is what the Rus- Russian decision right, makers already decided upon. Oh, well, there you go. We we got it right there. So uh, Sam Donji, 275, some sort of currency. I'm not sure how it translates, but 275. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Drew, you stand with NATO, US, UK invasion of Iraq. They lie, mass destruct, uh, while looting Iraq, 1.2 million people killed. South Africa called Iraq. out US, UK for killing 1.2 million people. Do you stand with NATO? I don't support the war in Iraq, but NATO right now in 2023 is a force for good, force for anti-imperialism in the world because Russia is the most, Russia is the one that is carrying out imperialist wars of aggression and conquest. So it's really funny, Jackson and all the other tankies, they call out imperialist wars of aggression when it comes to America invading Iraq, but when it comes to Russia invading Ukraine, an imperialist war of aggression, that's all good. So they're fine with Russian and Chinese imperialism, they just don't like